0: Tonight contains material of a graphic nature. Viewer indiscretion, I mean viewer discretion is advised.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the New Generation Project podcast, where we honour the heroes of Hulkamania and analyse the architects of attitude in looking at the dark ages of the WWF, the mid-90s. Today, we take a look at the first pay-per-view of 1996, the Royal Rumble. My name is Stuart Brooks and I'm joined today by our very own Midnight Express. It's beautiful Paul Scrivens. I am. And lover boy Adam Wykes. Kind of am. How are you both doing? Brilliant.
2: Yeah, not too bad. Christmas is over now, so
1: Did you have a nice Christmas? It was lovely, thank you very much. Splendid and tremendous. How's yours? Yes, very nice, thank you. I received some very awesome presents from the pair of you
3: actually. So yeah. oh, that's very good. And and, and likewise. Yes. What what did you get? I got CZW Tournament of Death thirteen, I got For All Mankind, and I got The Attitude Era. Good stuff. Adam?
2: I've got a massive Lego set, which was really nice, from, from you, UPA.
3: That wasn't wrestling related.
2: And I've got some sort of token for a photo with someone, which is also very good.
1: Anyone in particular? Trish
2: Stratus or something like that? Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it would be interesting
1: anyway. So if anyone wants to come and watch somebody get arrested having a photo with <laughs> Trish Stratus, it'll be at WrestleCon on Saturday, June the 21st this year. Pop along, say hello, watch him touch her and get dragged away.
2: It'll be a day to remember. Oh dear.
1: You could bookend it with some Skype sessions with Sonny. I might have to disassociate myself from that. That would be
3: my one phone call from the police cell. (laughs) It would be a Skype phone call. (laughs) I I know how to get myself out of this mess. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I don't know how that would work. Anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. From the New Generation Project podcast, everyone. May you have an excellent 2015. So, this episode's challenge
1: for you, the audience, was to elongate The Undertaker's streak. No, not of winning at WrestleMania, but of feuding with people who stole his urn. We asked you to pick a wrestler and tell us what exactly they would melt the urn into, and off to the races you went. The following are our favourite suggestions. Eric Demarche says, During nasty divorce proceedings, The Undertaker's wife demands the urn. She plans not to melt the urn down, but to do what most divorced women do with their ex-husband's crap, sell it in a yard sale for an unreasonably cheap price, then talk shit to their friends of how good they feel, not caring about the money
2: they missed out on. Will Clarence Mason be able to save the day? I've got Stephen Downton, who says, The Dungeon of Doom cross Federation barriers and steal the urn before disappearing. The Undertaker and his rotund sidekick, Paul Bearer must give chase to reclaim what was taken. Watch as Taker fights off rare white Bengal tigers to reach Sullivan's stable, only to find that the urn has been melted into a fine paint in order to draw moons on Kamala's belly. Kamala, now Super Kamala, and Undertaker face off one more time. Super Kamala gains the upper hand until Paul Bear remembers he keeps spare urns and uses his one to inspire Undertaker to victory. Everyone wins, Taker gets a new urn, Kamala gets his moons, and everyone is distracted long enough for a tickled Jerry Lawler, to cause some mischief elsewhere. Good times. Very nice.
1: They should totally do... You remember the Kennel from Hell, right?
3: I've never seen it, but it, I've heard about it. You've never seen it? It's no. awful.
1: What do you mean you've not seen the Kennel from Hell?
2: What do you mean you've not seen Dinner Date? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they should do that with rare white Bengal tigers.
2: Yeah, mm. but I think the difference is that sleepy sort of dysentery dogs are different to what would be angry tigers. <laughs> that are quite rare and quite endangered and probably quite difficult to get hold of. Yeah, we would definitely be seen as some sort of horrible animal cruelty. But that's what they should have done.
3: Took a broft. After beating Skip at SummerSlam 1995, Barry Horowitz once again goes on a terrible losing streak, even after he had embraced his Jewish heritage. Shaken by his continued, <laughs> continued losses, Horowitz turned even further towards his religion to help him. Horowitz became much more radical in his beliefs and sees The Undertaker as a true demonic force that must be purged from the World Wrestling Federation. As part of his plan, he steals the urn and holds it as the key to Taker's power. He then melts it into a Jewish star to remove its evil and hopefully use it for good. This leads to WrestleMania 12 Ritz and Undertaker fight in a casket match, another casket match where Horroritz is unfortunately afraid of caskets. A story (laughs) never never before seen in WWF casket matches. (laughs) Who will win in this colossal clash between the Hasidic hero and the undead Titan? I think that's very good.
1: Yeah, very nice. Corey McCrystal. Duke the Dumpster Drosi steals the urn and melts it into a new golden trash can. Oh, nice. Finding power in the can, the Dumpster ascends to main event heights that are certainly not influenced by Vince's infamous boast that he could turn the PWI 500's 500th-placed wrestler into a star. No siree, it's the urn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Harry Green says... I think the Iron Sheik would melt it down into a hum whatever
3: that is. Jeremiah Allen, Sean Michael steals the urn and fashions it into his lost smile. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the smile starts to get over, Sean buries it to Vince, and the smile spends the remainder of its contract jobbing on superstars.
1: <laughs> Good stuff, <laughs> Greg Dina. Kurt Angle steals The Undertaker's urn and melts it into a gold medal for himself to go along with his actual Olympic gold medal. In every match, Kurt wears the medal around his neck to make sure he doesn't lose it. As a result of possessing the urn slash medal, he possesses all of Taker's magical powers and strikes all of his opponents with lightning and starts to dress all in black to tease The Undertaker. The result is the first ever casket slash gold medal on a pole match where the object... (laughs) is to get a gold medal of a pole, wear it around your neck, and then stuff your opponent
2: in a casket. (laughs) Mash-up match.
1: Mm.
2: Elliot Imes says, Bob Sparkplug Holly melts down the urn into spare parts he used in building the next race car. The Undertaker is incensed, but it turns out to all be a big misunderstanding as Holly found the urn backstage and thought it was sent to him by the good folks at NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) The feud ends with The Undertaker and Holly becoming friends as Taker attends the Indianapolis 500 to do the traditional Gentlemen, start your engines announcement, adding at the, the end, Do not rest in peace. Excellent. Win this race, do not die.
3: Anything.
2: thinks an urn was sent to him by NASCAR.
3: <laughs> Anything with Bob Holly in it gets my vote. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's why I gave that one to Adam, being a big Bob Holly man.
3: Clint Halford. Jeff Jarrett has stolen The Undertaker's urn and turned it into, somehow, a golden guitar. Must be very small, because I don't think there's that much, urn, uh, that much gold in the air, sorry. <laughs> he may never draw a dime, but he will definitely draw gold.
1: Austin Beatty, Vader comes in and melts the urn into a clock. What time is it? It's <laughs> Vader's golden clock time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's it. That's brilliant. Tim Emmel says, Undertaker's urn is stolen by the big boss man to store the big show's dead daddy's ashes in.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> triple threat match with the urn hanging above the ring.
3: Good stuff. (laughs) From Scott Cavaliero, Paul Burchill and Jean-Pierre Lafitte join forces and steal the undertaker's urn and melt it into gold doubloons. I love that word. (laughs) They both split the gold and go their separate ways. However, the IRS catches up with them and takes the gold as they forgot to pay their taxes. Schoolboy error. Gary Graham, Razor Ramon steals
1: the urn and after buying the house from the kid from the first in your house, he has crafted it into his very own (laughs) golden shower. (laughs) <laughs> the twist is that even Razor cannot afford to live there that long since he cannot pay the air conditioning bill because of that mullet-headed wanker, Todd Pettengill. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback there. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, like
2: that. Yeah. Ben Dorber, Gordon Brown steals the urn to replace the UK gold reserves that he sold on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. to
1: say, I do like the ones that just call in random people outside
2: of wrestling. Yeah, that, that, that's fair enough. Gordon l- Brown did do that.
3: A little bit of politics. Dan Davis. After some rotter, let's say Razor Ramon, for example, destroys the Arrogance prototype after a tough-bought match, Rick Martel comes up with a plan to redeem this matter by taking The Undertaker's urn off Paul Bearer during a squash match against Dale Wolfe. Is that a real wrestler?
1: Yeah, he's one of the jobbers from Superstars. Oh have yeah.
3: The next week, we see Rick Martel. That's the Arrogance Factory boasting about his new fragrance, Golden Arrogance, in where we see the urn get melted into a new prototype. One whiff of Golden Arrogance is enough to make any hot-blooded female Want a piece of the model. The secret ingredient? The ashes of what was in the urn. A week later, Rick is facing some bum like Aldo Montoya. He's got him in the Boston Crab until the Undertaker comes out. Rick quickly rushes to golden arrogance, Rizzerby cacking himself. Taker prepares to punch Martel until he sprays the perfume in Taker's eyes. Ah! My eyes! I can't see. Taker screams, as for wearer is gutted. He can't hide his shame. This leads to a match at In Your House. Are you blind? Jesus! Taker wins and goes on to face some generic giant. Martel goes back to the Canadian Indies, but with a decent payday behind him.
1: Well, thank you very much for your suggestions. This was actually a really hard one, because there was, I think, something near 70 suggestions. Wow. They were all very, very good. Some of them, as usual, were a bit too offensive for even us to read out. (laughs) But yes, they were of an extremely high quality and hopefully we'll keep up with some good questions to give you guys good things to come up with. Quick note before we start the pre-show, there's a couple of matches that were announced in WWF magazine at the time but never came to fruition. Firstly, a WWF tag team title match was set to pit the smoking guns against Sid and the Kid. But as mentioned last episode, Sid is temporarily gone due to a shoulder injury slash reluctance to do jobs slash softball. (laughs) secondly there was due to be a WWF women's title match between champion Alundra Blaze and challenger Arja Kong but well Mm. we all know what happened there and rumours online at the time seemed to speculate that there was a midget tag match to be added to the card but I have no idea who would be on that as you know they don't have any midgets so it have been a while
2: since we've had a pre-show. A lot of the previous yeah. senior houses haven't had them, have they? So. No, it's something that they, they did quite consistently for a bit, but then they seem to have petered off.
1: Yeah, I think they were still around. They've just not been included on these home releases. But this is now the free-for-all. This is the show mm. that airs sort of half an hour on the preview channel before the actual main pay-per-view starts, and it will remain that way until they invent another show in mid-'98. Heat. Sunday Night Heat, correct. So that, that, that used to be on before all the pay per views. Yeah, it? so yeah. that filled the lead into the pay per views. Yeah. prior to that, and obviously like, I quite like that idea. What it's designed to do is to just get you a few extra last minute bars on the pay per view. I actually thought they did a pretty good job with this little pre show. Yeah, oh, I, I thought I so, really yeah. liked it. Mm.
3: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I've always enjoyed the pre shows in terms of they're always quite interesting, even if they would not say they were all, all good quality.
2: I think you have to get over the fact that you have to deal with a lot of Todd Petting yeah. on them, but I don't think he was particularly irritating on this because he wasn't there. For a great deal of it, yeah, it wasn't
1: half an hour of him
2: wandering around. Trying and, like. and before, it's been him just saying, "Quick, buy this now! Buy this now! Buy this now!" And it wasn't all of that. There is a force that
5: walks among us. The creatures of the night have spoken, and I do intend to deliver a power that is immortal. Unbelievable! This is phenomenal. A fury that has taken men's souls. A dangerous dark rage burns within. A passion consumed by the quest for WWF gold. The Undertaker. I will fulfill
6: my destiny.
5: Let the Hitman heart. You're talking about the essence of execution. Well, Undertaker, wake up to the real world. The WWF Championship. Welcome to the dark side. Live.
1: So we get an Undertaker promo video to open. It was quite epic.
2: Really good. I think this is the... the one of the best th- promos we've seen. It's the first one that we've seen that is really kind of approaching that sort of calibre that they, we all know they reach in the Attitude Era. Really quite slickly made, good voiceover to it. And considering the back, we've seen all of the Undertaker's matches. He's not had any good matches, really. Yeah. But they've managed to get enough clips out of the various bits and bobs that he's had to make this look really, really good.
3: Particularly that choke slam on um, Triple, H. Triple H yeah, from the Survivor Series match.
2: I thought it had quite a
1: cinematic quality to yeah. it as well, especially with the hand reaching out of the ground and it, the silhouette of the
2: Undertaker. It's really highly stylised, very slickly done. Brilliant.
1: Taker says it's his destiny to be champion. We get the monolith opening and we cut to doc Hendricks and todd pettingill double trouble there's an interesting situation for a pre-show match we've got here when wrestlers earlier drew their Raw rumble numbers two people drew blanks on the pre-show they will face each other with the winner getting number 30 and the loser getting number one i really like that
3: idea i, yeah, think, I think that's a brilliant idea and they should do things like that more frequently
5: thanks vince
4: i'm standing here with vader the first time we'll hear from him, and I'm surprised. James E. Cornette, what are you doing here? I'm full of surprises. I'm full of surprises. And this is the kind of thing that you wait your entire life for. I have the chance to guide the career of the most powerful force that will ever dominate the World Wrestling Federation. And today, at the Royal Rumble, he's going in there with 29 other guys, his sole mission to destroy, his sole purpose to create mayhem, and his sole objective to be the winner of the World Rumble today so that he can get that title shot at WrestleMania. Yeah, baby!
5: From the power of the Rocky Mountains and Boulder, Colorado, I bring you the Prince of Power. (laughs) Tell me, Jimmy, tell me. Tell the whole world, what time is it? What time is it? You know what? The WWF is about ready to find out what time it is. 29... Professional wrestlers are about ready to find out what time it is. They the undertake. It don't matter who. It don't matter when. Brother, I'm here not to look good. I'm here to cause pain, destroy each and every wrestler in the WWF and become the next WWF heavyweight champion of the world. It's Vader, it's
4: Vader time! All right, Todd, it sounds like it's Vader time. Back to you. All right, Doc, who knows? Will it be Vader time or, of course, the return of Jake the Snake Roberts of the World Wrestling Federation? The snake is in the bag. He will be making his way to the ring. I take it with
6: you. He absolutely will. If you had lunch? Y- no. He hasn't either. Look out. When we get out there, you think this thing's big. It's nothing compared to the size of the demons that once lived in me. Something that you're all, each and every one of you, will have to face.
1: Doc is with Jim Cornette and Vader. Cornette expertly hypes Vader, and Vader does some
2: shouting. Vader shouting's great.
3: I mean, th- this is really the, the first proper impression of Vader, and it's a good one. I think they're a great pairing as well.
2: I, I like the fact that Vader shouts so much and with such intensity that by the end of it, do you notice the whole camera lens was covered in spit? Yes, I did. It's sort of like, he really gives it some, it's brilliant.
3: It, it is a good pairing because really what you get from Corness is you get some coherent kind of almost like arguments uh, as and, to and why
2: Vader's so good.
3: And then, as you say, that word, it's the intensity that you get from Vader. It doesn't matter what he says, it's how he says it.
2: It's the look of the guy. I think we said this on the last time you did, the look of Vader is amazing. He looks like a big scary deal.
1: Todd is with Jake the Snake Roberts. He cuts a short promo, which the crowd pops for, but it wasn't anywhere near no, the level no. of a Jake
2: Roberts promo you'd expect. Because I remember seeing like Jake Roberts promos when I first got into it, and obviously subsequently you see them on best promo ever type things, don't you? It's, n- it's nowhere near his, his best.
1: We see the Taker promo again, and Perfect picks Undertaker as the winner in the main event. We get another hype video for the main event, which shows us Diesel isn't happy with this match occurring. Brett says he's never stepped in the ring with the Undertaker, which is lies. Mm. Mm. He was his first opponent when he debuted at the Survivor Series. Really? Yes, they're on opposing Survivor Series teams. Brett's the first person in the ring with him. I mean, oh. he'd had matches taped for superstars before that, but yeah.
2: that was his TV debut. We
1: get a weird outside promo from Taker that kind of looks like it was filmed on like a 90s home video camera.
2: I couldn't work out whether it's either very cleverly stylized in terms of it's very dark and grainy and mysterious or it's just been done shit and it's not properly exposed and the colors are all off.
3: I think it's one of those things that's not a bad idea, whether it's deliberate or not, because it gives it that slightly creepy quality. Obviously, I guess it's a fairly typical horror thing, where if you do things in a slightly... I mean, I'm not a horror guy, but if you do things in a slightly inferior stylization, It makes it more realistic. It makes it more realistic, and it makes it a bit more gripping and you Are you terrifying. saying it's the Undertaker's effort at the Blair Witch project? Blair Witch did something to mine. I've not, seeing, I'm not <laughs> seen that either. Oh, that's on my list of films that I've not seen.
2: You never see what's in the woods, do you? Maybe it was the Undertaker. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I just thought it looked quite
1: amateur compared to the promo we yeah. got at the start,
2: and it was quite jarring. It doesn't fit in. The the rest of the video work around this pay-per-view is actually really, really good. Uh, this this is slightly out of place, but like Paul says, it it, it could be that it, it lends itself to that character and that storyline, I don't know. Mm.
1: It's time for our pre-show match. It's Hunter Hearst Hemsley versus Duke the
3: Dumpster Drossy. And he does get referred to a lot as Triple H by Perfect, um, Mr. Perfect who's... It, yeah. who's commentary for this. He also
1: refers to himself as Triple H in the backstage interview after the match as well. Todd interviews Helmsley and he slags off Gorilla Monsoon for basically coming up with this concept. Vince tries to be excited about a wrestling bin man. Where the fuck have they dug Duke the Dumpster Drosie up from? I don't know because he's just been missing for ages hasn't he? Was not on anything bar the Royal Rumble last year. He didn't make it onto King of the Ring. He didn't make it onto SummerSlam, which had a ton of people on it, and he didn't make
2: it onto Survivor Series, which even had six Japanese women on it. And yeah. yet, somehow, here he is, back for the Royal Rumble. I did like Triple H's comment as he walks off, saying, tell the fat lady she's on in five minutes.
1: But did you notice he dropped his sort of blue-blood accent for yeah. that line? He started off doing the sort of William Regal-esque, yeah. aristocratic yeah. English accent, but that very last line, he drops it.
2: Is he kind of in a bit of a transition phase at the minute? Is he is he weaning out the nobleman and bringing in more of what he wants to do? They're they're
1: weaning out the nobleman, but there's more sort of aiming at, I would say, sort of a Ric Flair type character. He starts being accompanied by like Playboy models and stuff in the next couple oh, of right, months. okay. So they're trying to make out more that he's maybe like a Tony Stark rich Playboy type thing rather than. Okay. Connecticut Blue Blood which has been the basis of the character so far
3: although as as you say that though this match kind of goes against that because when we watched this together one of your comments was that it's like we've had him against a pig farmer who else would he be repulsed by and that's the reason for that's probably the reason they've they've dug up Duke Drosie yeah
1: Todd interviews the dumpster and he says he's going to win the Royal Rumble I thought the crowd was quite quiet for the majority of this match Mm. but they do pick up a Duke chant
3: at one point quite quiet I think verging on silent for for a lot of it really
1: Triple H hasn't refined his high knee either which obviously becomes a staple of his offence it
2: doesn't look like it's anywhere near making contact I don't think when he does that
1: he has refined the flare bump though and he's Mm -hmm. just doing that
2: as a sort of tribute act there
1: this is pretty much the most bog standard match ever yeah there's nothing bad about it there's nothing good about it's it it's
2: very run-of-the-mill isn't it
1: yeah although i think you quite liked a duke drosie suplex didn't you
3: yeah no I, I thought this match was was okay for for a kind of a pre-show match i wasn't expecting anything great from it but it's perfectly has been, accessible has there been much build into it whatsoever
1: to this match itself no yeah.
3: not so
2: so that that explains well, the, the blanks the, today didn't they the, the, the lukewarm reception from the the crowd really
1: but I would have thought with a pre-show match what you'd want to do is kind of get a semi-energetic match on there to convince people to order the show so maybe Mm. something with
3: the 1-2-3 kid or Hakushi or someone like that Triple H is relatively well established as a heel but nobody cares really about Duke yeah because he's just not been used he's not a big enough face Mm. to warrant this match is, is perhaps the problem
1: the finish comes anyway when Duke bumps Tim White accidentally and Triple H clocks the dumpster with brass knuckles for the three
3: I still don't brass knuckles, by the way.
2: The thing about the the nooks that are being used now don't look metallic in any way, do they? They look plastic. Yeah, they're, they're, they're white, plastic. I, don't they, because I swear... They, I, I think
3: they even look fabric. Uh, <laughs> like, like, I don't think it looks like... Oh my God, he's clocked in with the fabric brick.
1: knuckles. Yeah.
2: I swear when Regal's using this, obviously much later... on, Late 2002. Right, yeah. They look metallic. They've at least got yeah. some sort of chromed plastic. Yeah. yeah. To you, so, so it looks a bit better. I did notice that there was a Hulkamania is dead sign in the Yes, crowd, we spotted that yeah, as well. interesting.
1: Gorilla Monsoon appears. Whatever could he be here for? Well, he's watched the finish backstage and he gets it replayed for Tim White on the video wall. Fink announces the decision has been reversed.
3: Duke is number 30 and Helmsley is number one. I like the way that Triple H was trying to hide the screen from Tim White. As if he couldn't spot it. Well, it's one of those things. If you get close enough, you know, you can hide it. It's, it's fine.
1: This stuff is fine as long as you always do it,
2: but they won't always do it. Yeah, why Why has he come out and reverse this decision?
1: Because he's the fan-friendly president, remember? But yeah. it, ne-
2: it never happens. And I think Perfect's trying his best to sell this on commentary by saying, this isn't part of our rules, we don't yeah. do this. But yeah, it just seemed a little bit odd because people are always cheating. And
1: exactly, so you either don't ever do it, and that's how it is, or you do and, it all the and time.
3: certainly what you wouldn't do is... You wouldn't have another screwy finish on the paper for you, which is the thing you don't do this for. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't. That'd be silly. That would be ridiculous.
1: <laughs> we get a hype video for Gold Dust and Razor. Todd refers to Razor as Goldust's Latin lover. Hmm.
3: I wonder how
2: he feels about that. This is also another amazing video package. I thought,
3: really, really well done. It's quite an extensive beatdown that Razor puts yeah, on. Yeah, it's the, the good back. last
1: five minutes of Raw on the episode mm. it happens on. Yeah. But but
3: it's also, it actually looks quite intense.
1: Yeah, for the time it certainly looks a lot different.
3: Yeah, it, it, was, it
1: was interesting. It also features Doc
2: Hendricks saying, holy shit, and it doesn't get censored. There's lots in this package, so I'm assuming this has been happening quite a lot on Raw.
1: Well, it, it's the finish of the raw before the pay-per-view? I
2: thought, dude, is his heart razor tattoo that he exposes on his chest. The, it's the just, thing is, they say it's tattoo, amazing but it's clearly but it's, drawn on yeah, with face paint. Yeah, it's, it's like a body paint thing, but it's just its brilliant. The bad
1: guy became the mad guy <laughs> <laughs> and beat the crap out of Goldust. And yeah, I've got it down as being a pretty unique-looking angle for the WWF at the time. They yeah. didn't do a whole lot of this kind of thing. Out comes Shawn Michaels for an interview with Todd. Shawn dances around and poses even after his music finishes. He's gurning again we've seen him worse it's a brilliant jacket I think this might be my favourite jacket ad. Sean puts his arm around Todd and says that he is always and forever number one. He's coming in when he wants and he's leaving when he wants but then he does clarify that he will leave when he's the only man in the room. <laughs>
2: I'm coming in at 12 and leaving at 19. <laughs>
1: Just because that's what I want to do. Doc is with Helmsley who questions since when does the WWF have an instant replay? Yeah. Good question. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, I'm on your side question. on that
3: one. Going back to your Michaels we-, we noticed his hair didn't we?
1: Yeah his hair is a lot more sort of 90s curtain style like your hair right now, Adam. It's a bit.
3: Well, I did get it highlighted yesterday. It's a little bit boy bandish at the front. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? He's,
2: he's trying something different. I think he's trying to, you know, drag himself into the 90s. It is 96, after all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, Kicking we're, and
3: screaming.
1: We've
2: broke the back of the 90s. You may as well get with the hairstyles. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I can't really picture where he goes with this. It's hair. not a
1: mullet anymore, though, is it? No. You
2: know, he's, he's, he's laid that one to rest,
1: which is a shame. Helmsley claims a fan threw something at him and that's what was in his hand when.
3: Yeah, I, I do like that because at, at the same time you've got that on the screen, haven't you? Where it's clearly just picking it out of his boots. Yeah.
1: I and like that. Doc confuses the terms minimum and maximum. maximum yes. He says the maximum he's going to have to be in is an hour, where it's like, no, that's the minimum. It's Sunday the 21st of January 1996 and we are live from the Seland Arena in Fresno, California in front of a sellout crowd of 9,600 and they all pay to get in. The show drew a 1.1 buy rate, just over 250,000 buys, for a company gross of $3.56 million. This was up from the 1.0 buy rate for the 1995 Royal Rumble and was the company's best buy rate since WrestleMania eleven. As with the rise for the price of the B pay-per-views that started with In Your House 5, the Royal Rumble also marked a price increase for the A shows with the price rising from $24.95 to $29.95, something that Eric Bischoff obviously ripped on the WWF4 on Nitro. Sonny is in the bath. What a great way to open a pay-per-view. With Wicked Game playing in the background.
2: Yeah, I like this. I almost missed it. Because it's very, very brief, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 10 seconds. Yeah, and I always think I was writing something down and just caught a leg out of my periphery. You had to pause it, didn't you? Had to go back and rewind it. Different to things that they've done before? Markedly different? There is a naked woman there.
1: Fuck those bubbles is what I've got written down. (laughs) It's the only time a bubble bath has ever been a bad thing. (laughs) She says tonight contains graphic material and viewer indiscretion. No, wait. Discretion is advised. Mm. and yes Chris Isaac's Wicked Game plays in the <laughs> background on a random side note that I just want to mention a band I really like called Widow Speak do an awesome cover of Chris Isaac's Wicked Game oh, I've should seen them, it it so I should check it out I dragged you to see yeah. them a couple of years ago was they, it now? they were good they were very good they are very good so they first aired the This Program Contains Footage of a Graphic Nature warning on the January the 8th Raw as they were airing the Bret Hart British Bulldog In Your House 5 match on free television. And obviously that was, you know, a rather bloody yeah. affair. Quite quickly they worked out they could do something a little bit different with that graphic footage deal. Mm-hmm. And the next week they worked out they could just have Sonny doing it in erotic poses. Excellent. And it carries on for a good couple of months. Fair enough. Sometimes she's on a beach. Sometimes she's leaning over a pool table. Sometimes she's in bed. Sometimes she's in the bath. Some
5: measure a champion by size. Or the strength exuded by muscle and bone. Others are gauged by speed. Lauded for courage. Or no, for their gift to enthrall. In the World Wrestling Federation, the reigning champion is defined by heart. Threaten the Hitman heart, a living legend who has conquered adversity, a man who continues to overcome seemingly insurmountable odds. But tonight, the Hitman must face the challenge of a man who is no mere mortal, a force whose powers are mythical, a phenom whose heart at times can be cold. Razor Ramon. The four-time Intercontinental Champion displays the heart and ferocity of a lion as well. But tonight, he faces a most peculiar foe in the bizarre Gold Dust. A man whose fascination with machismo seemingly weighs more on his heart than the desire for the gold around Razor's waist. And tonight... In the -the over-the-top rope Royal Rumble match, 30 WWF superstars will attempt to prove that they, too, possess the heart of a champion. In this battle of elimination, the sole survivor could be the returning hero, the former WWF champion, the new force invading the Federation, or any number of mighty superstars who will go to any lengths to win the guaranteed title shot have a chance to be called champion at Wrestlemania. Tonight, the passion and heroics of these athletes will surely pen a new definition for champion.
1: Another promo, this time hyping all the major matches. Again, I thought this was pretty good. It goes through the main event, the Royal Rumble and Gold Dust Razor, which, yeah, are the big ones here.
2: Yeah, I don't know whether they've got someone new on their sort of video package side of things, but they're doing a really good job on this.
1: Pyro explodes as Vince McMahon welcomes us to the Royal Rumble. He is alongside Mr Perfect, as our good pal Jerry Lawler is in the Royal Rumble and therefore mm. not on commentary.
2: Oh, I think that's not a great thing i thought mr perfect was better this time he's better i just don't think that i think vince needs someone with a bit more pop to go with him yeah and so it's not necessarily perfect as far well that it's difficult to work with vince
1: i think it's a different commentary style in that perfect isn't always going for the comedy that lawler does he's going for the more sports kind of feel if that makes sense
2: i, mm. I think perfect would be much better as a play-by-play guy while as that's kind of vince's bag isn't it he needs someone well, he's like attempting that. it he He's trying to do it. He's, he's decided that he's going to do it and he's the boss, so he's going to do it. But he needs someone like Lord who's got a bit of a sharper wit to counteract what he's doing.
1: A commentary team I think I'd quite like to hear would be Jim Ross and Mr. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. See, see I, how those two would work together. I
3: quite liked
1: Mr. Perfect on this. He was definitely better than Survivor Series where it was yeah. blatant. He'd not watched any WWF in a long time. Mm. It sounds like he knows his stuff a bit more now. Our opening bout is Ahmed Johnson versus Jeff Jarrett. We saw the main setup for this match way back when we watched In Your House 5. Mm. You remember he smashed the gold record over Ahmed's Mm. head and Ahmed no-sold it and chased him. Yeah, that was good. But he did. He whacked him hard with that, didn't he? On the January the 8th Raw, after Ahmed had won a squash match, Jarrett attempted to attack the big Johnson from (laughs) behind and nail him from behind with a guitar. Ahmed, however, spotted the attack, avoided it, and proceeded to smash that particular guitar while Jarrett skulked away. You know what's really difficult about Ahmed Johnson matches. When you're trying to write out the notes like I do, you sometimes refer to people by their first name and you sometimes refer to people by their surname. It feels wrong typing Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I I just can't, you know, use that as a regular sort of Johnson does this Mm. kind of thing. It has Mm. to always be Ahmed because otherwise it just sounds Mm. a bit phallic. Mm. A bit Austin Powers. A bit Austin Powers, Yeah. yeah. Out first is Jeff Jarrett to mild apathy. He has his flashing jacket, flashing glasses, flashing trousers and a non-flashing guitar.
3: Yeah. It just looks like a cock. They should give him a a flasher gimmick. (laughs) Come out in a Mac. A flashing Mac. Wouldn't it be non-beneficial for a flasher to have flashing clothes? It would announce their arrival. It would, but that's what makes Jarrett so different. Such a bad flasher. He's got, a, he's got his guitar, which is the first time I've seen him bring it to the ring, is it? Yes,
1: yeah. And it's definitely a proper guitar, which will come into play a bit later. It's not one of those sort of balsa wood, no. explodes in a cloud of talcum powder this, guitars. This, this is a guitar. Out next is Ahmed Johnson, who greasily runs to the ring. He is mega oily. I don't think I've ever seen a wrestler as oily as this. Jarrett attacks, but Ahmed punches him and Jarrett bails to the outside. Ahmed follows, Jarrett rolls back in, and Ahmed follows, but Jarrett attacks. Jeff tries for a hip toss, but Ahmed reverses. Jarrett grabs a headlock, and he says he'll give Ahmed a wrestling lesson, which would probably actually be pretty beneficial. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they call, they, they call it fairly early on, they're basically calling this match uh, pure power against wrestling.
1: Which is a fair analysis yeah. of it.
2: He's fairly over, though, isn't he?
3: Ahmed, Thompson, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, people like him.
1: Ahmed throws Jarrett out of the headlock anyway.
3: That, that's what I really like, because is that the one where he kind of sets him up for the suplex, but then just threw him? Yes. And threw him is the term. There's no grace about really what anything Ahmed does. I think what I've noted
2: in the the opening to this match is that Jarrett's doing a real nice job actually of selling Ahmed's, I think, loose offence is probably the best way of describing it. It's all over the place, but Jarrett's doing a decent job of making it seem like collisions have happened where they should have happened. Yeah, a
1: clothesline by Ahmed and Jarrett runs into a pair of shoulder blocks and a power slam for a two count. Ahmed hits a big flying clothesline. Mm. Yeah, I quite like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I've not got many notes for this match, but one of mine is that I didn't really feel Jarrett sold enough early on in the match. Considering the power and pace of some of Johnson's moves, sorry. (laughs) See, Uh, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, (laughs) He doesn't really stay down much.
2: He's, He's in with a very inexperienced person. I think he's doing a decent job of making it seem like what is intended to happen is happening let alone and selling can't, it can't, yeah. can't really do too much else with it it must be quite difficult for him so,
1: so you say inexperienced but I believe he's been wrestling at this point for seven years fucking hell really <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that it's like 90 around 89, 90 I'm sure it's that's when he started well that'll be why he's doing all the
3: big spots then because he's so experienced <laughs> yeah and another of my sparse notes is that Ahmed is a bit of a screamer. Yes, he's very loud. He screams loud. whilst doing everything. Jarrett
1: ducks a second clothesline and Ahmed falls to the outside, trapping his wrist in the ropes. I, I didn't know that if that was, was deliberate or not. Yeah, yeah
3: it's, it's hard to tell, but he looked quite cool. I'm not sure it was
2: deliberate because Jarrett looks a little bit bemused and gives him a light tap on yeah, the boot that's, until he that's comes the thing. out of
3: it. Jarrett didn't take advantage of that.
2: Yeah, because I don't think it was supposed to happen.
3: Jarrett, yeah, meekly
1: attacks, and he hits a clothesline off the apron. Jarrett whips Ahmed into the steel steps, which makes a nice noise. Makes Mm. a
3: nice noise, but he takes it with his shoulder. Don't worry, someone later will take it with their knees for you. (laughs) Somebody somebody later takes it like an absolute man.
1: (laughs) Back in the ring, Jarrett hits a boss man attack and does some strutting for some actual heat. So he has managed to garner something.
3: Yeah, it's it's weird the the kind of level of apathy for Jarrett, I thought, considering that Johnson's quite over. And I I think Jarrett's quite a good heel, personally. I think he should get a better reaction than this.
2: He's really detestable, and he does get a good reaction when he struts. Yeah. I think they they might have been a bit tepid towards him, but it is Ric Flair's strutting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then kind of like morphs into Owen Hart's woo thing. Yeah.
1: Jarrett hits axe handles, but Ahmed sort of does Tatanka's dance. It's brilliant. It's, it's
2: limbering up, isn't it? It's weird. I've,
3: I've dubbed it Johnson's up. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> um, but he does. He basically does just a bit of running on the spot, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just kind of like aimlessly, kind of looking around in different directions. It's
1: like someone's shown him an Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan type Hulk Cup mm. routine, and gone there. Copy that. Mm. And he's sort of mildly missed the point. But then he does a really good catch as, as Jarrett tries to attack him off the top rope. He does. He catches Jarrett in a bear hug. A clothesline by Ahmed and he, yeah, screams something before hitting a nice spine buster.
3: I do like his spine mm. buster. Like we said before, it's, it's just it's a good spine buster, but without the rotation that, you know... Um, Arn Anderson. Or Triple H yeah. has, yeah.
1: Jarrett bails outside again and Ahmed hits a huge tope over the top rope, landing head first in the guardrail. I
2: called this stupid... He he actually lands on his head. Yeah. Like, straight on his head. And to his credit, he just gets straight back up again.
3: I, I was quite surprised that he didn't actually injure himself doing that.
2: Well, he does spend loads of time injured, doesn't
3: he, Ahmed Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Is that because he does stupid things like that? I well, think so. The way I tried to describe
1: it to Paul when he and I watched this was, you know the phrase, learning to run before you can walk? Yeah. Well, I believe Ahmed Johnson is trying to learn how to skydive before he has learned how to walk. Mm. And he just hasn't got the basics down at all, but he's going to try something ridiculously advanced and difficult and... It looks quite cool because he's a three hundred pound bloke oh, yeah, like, flying yeah. through the air, yeah. but he doesn't know what he's doing. I've
4: got to
3: say, he must be quite a brave chap. Yeah, to try that as his size, kind of, and he must know he doesn't know how to do it.
1: I don't think because he you... does. That's the problem. And it <laughs> may not necessarily be bravery; it may just be stupidity. Okay, perfect. Observes that it's lucky Ahmed landed on his head, so no damage was done. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed rolls Jarrett back in the ring and heads to the top rope and he misses a cannonball. Again, this is what it just looks so out of place, doesn't it? Yeah. Him even trying that. It's Brian Cage doing Rey Mysterio's (laughs) offense.
2: Except Brian Cage
1: knows how to do a 619.
2: Yeah. And that's amazing. And I will say again, if you've not seen that, it's worth looking at. But yeah,
1: what is Ahmed Johnson trying to do? It's it's lunacy. It's like, again, somebody's probably given him a tape of someone like, I don't know, who's a good big guy from the 80s. Someone's shown him like a Bruiser Brody tape and said, yeah, this is what, you know, sort of good big men do. And they've accidentally taped over it with like a Rey Mysterio highlight <laughs> 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 And Ahmed's sitting there furiously scrawling notes like, Hurricane Rana, <laughs> <"Dope." laughs> shit man, how am I going to do all of this? Well, he's actually done a good job selling the knee because it allows Jarrett to lock in the figure four and it does get some heat and the crowd sort of rumbles for an Ahmed comeback. Yeah. He does manage to reverse the hold, but Jarrett fights back out of it anyway. Jarrett works on Ahmed's knee some more and looks for another figure four, but gets kicked to the outside. While out there, Jarrett grabs his guitar and heads to the top rope and smashing the acoustic instrument over Ahmed's head on his way down, giving Ahmed the win via DQ at 6.40. It was a really sick guitar shot because I reckon that would bloody hurt it's not a gimmick guitar, is no. my next note. It's not one that explodes into no, a powder. It's, I, it's, it's
2: a fully strung guitar as well. But it's not one of those solid, solid guitars that we've seen either.
1: But the thing is, it doesn't, again, it snaps very cleanly into two pieces, doesn't it? So that says to me that, okay, it might not be a full, solid, solid guitar, but it's not the ball one. No.
2: And I, I was also thinking that, you know, if I really... When I see myself, I've got a guitar... And I really want to smash someone over the head with it. As hard as I could, I would look like Jeff Jarrett did it. Yeah. And there, yeah. Was, there was no holding back. He just, like, whacked him as hard as he could.
3: I like that commitment. Ahmed I,
2: like the, we- I like the fact that Ahmed just ends up wearing it like a big N- necklace. necklace, almost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed wakes up
3: quickly and he isn't happy, so he sprints after Jarrett. Uh, this again, and this is like we saw before in your House 5. He sprints really, really fast after him but as soon as it gets within like about five yards of the curtain, it just stops and starts to walk. So like just, just <laughs> literally, literally five more yards, Ahmed. He's gassed. He's done. It's out. Thoughts on this match? I quite en- enjoyed it. Enjoyable mm. to watch. Scary at times. Yeah, I, I really liked it. It, was, it wasn't a great match. But it was, it's entertaining, isn't it? It's really entertaining. There was
1: enough stuff happening in it that made you think, holy shit, what the fuck is he going to try next?
3: Yeah, it makes
2: me want to watch more Armour Johnson matches.
1: Because you just want to see whatever crazy shit he's going to try. It's not going to be boring, is it? Probably not. Yeah. Well, I hope not. And we all know what his promos are like. He's absolutely green as grass, is the problem. Like, After despite seven fact, years? Yeah, but he can't do the basics. and He doesn't understand the basics, I don't think. But he's trying... He, he skipped wrestling for dummies and he's gone to wrestling for experts and he's just going straight for stuff out of that book.
2: I mean, he's, he's a little bit of a victim of being too good in terms of a character. So he's he's so popular that they're thinking they've got to put him into matches. He, yeah, they've, got, they've got to because he's, he's a draw.
1: Yeah, he's pushed quite
2: heavily and they had quite big plans for
1: him. So he's got to have a particular level of competence that he doesn't have. So he's sort of bypassing that level of competence with even more advanced stuff that perhaps he thinks makes people won't notice his lower level lack of competence. Mm. If any of that made sense. That was about as sensical as an Ahmed Johnson promo. (laughs) It was a bullshit finish as well.
2: Yes, it was.
1: So you know how Jeff Jarrett just reappeared? Did he go away again? He's gone again. (laughs) He would what stick, was it about this time? He would stick around until mid-February before leaving over what is described as a contract dispute. This is the last we'll see of him in the WWF until December 1997, but I'm sure we'll catch up with him when we pay one of our visits to WCW. Mm. With the booking of this match, you can sort of safely assume the WWF thought he was sticking around because surely if they knew he was going, they would have just had Ahmed squash him.
2: Yeah. Mm. Was the, Which the, would have the, made sense. The feud in my head is still very, very active.
1: Yeah, and on the few television appearances Jarrett has after this, it does appear to continue the feud. So whether they were heading into sort of mania with this as a match, mm. possibly. But yeah, Jarrett doesn't stick around long enough for any of it to come to
0: fruition. You know, Billy, just a few hours. We're going to defend in our world tag team titles against Skip, Zip. And they got their, uh, their uh, the manager, per se, Sonny, be out there. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting night. By no means are we going to give up our titles. That's uh, something we didn't come here to plan to do. You know, Fresno, California, they say this is a place where everything happens at. Well, believe me, 1996 Royal Rumble, it's all going to happen for us. We're going in as the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions because, believe me, we've worked very hard and gone through Mm -hmm. a lot of people to get where we are today. So, Skip and Zip, you might think that you guys are the newest thing to this Richard Simmons, but believe me, you are not. We are going in as the tag team champions, and we will lead the tag team champions. Billy and Bart Gunn talk meekly about
2: facing the body donners. Wooden promo. Billy Paul's a really funny face. But I'd say that Billy's better than Bart.
3: Substantially better than Bart. Bart
2: is just, despite being the hardest
3: person in the company, obviously. He, he just talks normally. It's yeah. just like, yeah. Oh, we'll have, um, yeah, we'll we'll have a match. We'll 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 are facing those um, yeah. guys.
1: What are they called? Yeah, yeah those yeah.
3: guys. Yeah, that's kind of the level of passion in that promo. I thought. Well,
2: Billy's got a little more, bit more about him. He's got a bit more pizzazz, but he's still not great.
3: He's also got really nineties hair as well.
2: Yeah, he's, he's got the blonde. He's curtains. definitely leading the way in terms of nineties hairstyles.
4: One of the odds-on favorites to win the WWF Royal Rumble here tonight: Big Daddy Cool Diesel, former WWF champion. These only ask you, what's going on in your head right now? You
6: know, a lot of people are wondering where Big Daddy Cool's head's at right now. And You know, if I had to make an analogy, I guess it's like I'm a ninth grader. My mom and dad have finally decided to leave me at home alone. They're backing down the driveway. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know I'm about to have the time of my life.
4: Well, your best friend, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, returns. There's a man named Vader who you've never faced before. You're going to have to go through these superstars. It's every man for himself.
6: I mean, Shawn Michaels came out last year and did what nobody else has done. You know, he he lasted the entire Rumble. You know, Vader, he's a big guy. But as far as I'm concerned, he's unproven in these waters. He's got to prove himself here first in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'll tell you right now, you know, I just looked at my watch. It doesn't look like Vader time to me. It looks like Big Daddy Cool time.
4: Let me ask you, Diesel, let's say you become the winner of the WWF Royal Rumble match here tonight. Who are you going to face? Bret the Hitman Hart, The Undertaker, any preference there at all? You know,
6: a lot of people are, you know, this this whole thing with The Undertaker, I don't have a problem with The Undertaker. The problem I had was him being the number one contender. You know, I want my belt back, it doesn't matter which one I face. You know, hey, I hope they have a hell of a match, but as far as I'm concerned, neither one of them can match up to the big D. Todd
1: interviews Diesel, who says he's like a ninth grader whose mom and dad have allowed him to stay home alone random
3: (laughs) (laughs) i I quite liked that 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 whole idea that something like i'm not sure what's going to happen but i know i'm going to have fun yeah i quite liked that kind of devil may care side to it
1: but i thought it fit more with his character pre-losing the title it was one of those sort of shitty wooden diesel promos that we came so accustomed
2: to and not this sort of rebellious character that he's started to portray Mm as we've worked out before when Diesel does promos he's got to pick one or the other he's got to be calm or he's got to be shouty because we've seen what happens when he's calm that turns into shouty it's just a train wreck and obviously he's chosen to be calm in this one I didn't think it was. It's not the worst thing that we've seen him do promo-wise. It was, it was all it was right.
3: Okay. I thought it was okay. I, I think the word said it. You know that word rebellious. I think is important, and I think the word said that that's what you picture if you're trying to relate to him as a kid. That that is relatable.
2: And he doesn't stumble over his words. It's all for it no. It's pretty smooth, and that's a, a rarity. Maybe that's why he's gone for calm rather than shouty. Maybe he, he stumbles a little bit more when he gets a bit more shouting.
1: He disses Vader and says it's Big Daddy. Cool time.
3: Yes, it's not Vader that's, time. That's a bit lame.
1: Our next bout is for the WWF tag team titles. It's the champions, the smoking guns against the body donners, plural. So do you recall the storyline where Skip and Sonny were training Rad Radford to become a body donner? I do, yes. Yes. I, I was enjoying that. Well, on the 23rd of December superstars, Skip and Radford challenged the smoking guns for the titles, coming up short when Billy pinned Radford. After the bout, Skip and Sonny fired their grungy protégé, leading to a bout between Skip and Rad, aired on the 6th of January Superstars. Skip won the bout following the interference of his new tag team partner, Zip. Mm. Zip is, of course... Dr
3: Tom Pritchard. Oh my god. So you didn't get that, I got it relatively quickly. Yes, Paul works out who it was. I, did have, I think I did have a couple of guesses first, but but I got there.
2: What's he done to his hair?
3: Yeah, he's demulleted. Yeah. Quite spectacularly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone whole hog. Yeah, he has.
2: Oh, that's really upset me.
3: Worse than the Billy Gunn one.
2: Yeah, because I quite like Tom Pritchard.
3: I, I really like Tom Pritchard.
1: Jimmy Del Ray doesn't have his mullet when he turns up in WCW
2: either.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: it's, it's all going wrong. But also, the name Zip. We'll get to that. Yeah.
1: This match was announced on the January the 15th Raw, with announcer Jerry Lawler claiming that Sonny had persuaded interim WWF president Gorilla Monsoon to give her team a tag title bout at the Royal Rumble despite the fact that their TV debut as a tag team didn't even occur until the 20th of January Superstars where they defeated the future Headbangers. Oh, and if you're wondering why Vince keeps calling Zip Flip, it's because that was originally scheduled to be Pritchard's new ring name until it was discovered that there had already been a late 50s, early 60s pop duo called Skip and Flip and therefore... (laughs) (laughs) The name was copyrighted, so poor old Vince had to come up with a new name for his new body, Donna. Vince will employ this tactic of photocopying an existing singles gimmick to create a new tag team
3: more than once. I like Tom Pritchard. He's obviously an experienced tag wrestler. I think it kind of it makes sense from that side of things. They've done as good a job as they can of making them look similar, but Pritchard has got quite a unique, unique body shape, I'd say.
1: You always slagged us off for using the term unique body shape.
3: But that was always when you were talking about Greg the Hammer Valentine.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> Jim Neidhart. They've done a good job of making Pritchard pretty unrecognisable. If you were just a kid, you probably oh. wouldn't.
3: Yeah. Well, I didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. But, well, there you go. If you were just an Adam. If you were just an you, Adam, you, you, wouldn't, you get it. wouldn't
2: get it.
1: Out come the body donors, led by Sonny in a dress.
2: It's not really a dress, is it? It's a skirt. skirt. A little mini skirt and some kind of top. But
1: she switched from, you know, the
2: shorts to the dress. She switched to something where we can then see her pants. <laughs> <laughs> with that? Yeah, I think that's deliberate.
1: Sonny alleges that the Body Donners are the premier tag team in the WWF, and Perfect wonders aloud how exactly she trains them. <laughs> 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 the guns are out next to a brief but unsustained reaction, so they get quite a big pop when their music hits, but it dies yeah. fairly quickly. Quite like their music. Perfect also claims that he knows that, Sonny, from behind. Yes. Billy and Skip start with a side headlock. Billy shoulder blocks Skip down for a two, and Skip gets a head scissors, but Billy gets a big back body drop, and he charges Skip, who pulls the rope down, sending Billy to the outside.
3: Really cool little start. I think there's some quite nice action here early on. The body donners
1: send Bart to the outside when he tries to help, and they pull Billy back in and hit a double elbow. They look to slingshot Bart back in, but he reverses and slingshots them to the outside. Do we need to go over how that works? I've put here, fun with physics. (laughs) (laughs) Is my note for that. Bart then pulls the rope down for Billy to dive to the outside onto
3: the challengers. That was cool. I liked that. That was like a a little twist that I don't think I've seen before.
1: Yeah, like, this is what you did to us, and now we're going to use it back against you. I liked it. We reset with Billy and Skip again. This time, the guns take the advantage and pummel Skip in the corner. Zip gets some pummeling for good measure too. Sonny blows Bart a kiss and flashes a bit of thigh to distract him.
3: It's a good distraction. Quite a a bit of thigh, quite a lot. Nearly all of a thigh. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, I thought thought this was quite an interesting first bit of managerial distraction. Bart tags in and locks up with Zip.
1: Zip tries for some chops, but Bart sort of Hogan no-sells them. Mm. and hits yeah. some knife edges of his own in the corner, followed by a gorilla press. Strong bloke. Yeah, he certainly does a good job yeah. of that gorilla press. The body donors get a blind tag and skip his back in. He does, however, get heart attacked by the guns. Mm. Mm. Good double team move. Sonny gets up on the apron. Billy gets whipped into the ropes and knocks Sonny off the apron, and Billy shows concern as Sonny feigns
2: injury. It's because now he thinks he's in with Sonny. Now she's blowing him a kiss. So now he's got to
1: Go
3: and be there to, to her, to her well, side. I, I yeah. think he's just being chivalrous chivalrous apparently that is the correct pronunciation <laughs> it, it shouldn't be pronounced chivalrous it should be pronounced chivalrous Where did you
4: find this what? who told um, you that
3: i heard it on there's a radio 4 show called the museum of curiosity and yeah it was on there so at some point did they also it's to do with the derivation of the word it's i think it might be latin not french or french one of something like that did they correct
1: you on the pronunciation of furor as well
3: and and <laughs> Takamichinuku. michinuku <laughs> and taka michinuku.
1: It was all a ruse, however, as the body Don is attack and Sonny just sort of skips
2: away. Mm. Yeah, she's quite happy about that.
3: She's just lots of kind of like little twirls as well. She's pleased with herself. Yeah, but she she, by the way, she, she just like <laughs> minces off a little bit and then like twirls around. But her acting's really good.
1: Perfect says, and I quote, Sonny is not like a lot of women, McMahon. She's smart. Yeah, he does say that. Back to the action and Skip hits a dive on to Billy on the outside and vince begins his accidental calling of zip as flip in the ring skip suplexes zip onto billy for a two count and attacked to skip who doctor bombs zip onto billy for another two mm. i quite like the body donners double team yeah stuff. there's a
3: few few little bits like this they do that, that whole does.
1: thing that the kid and sid were starting to do in yeah. terms of using each other as an offensive weapon yeah the body donners work billy over with zip slowing things down with a chin lock and sunny pounds on the apron on the outside Billy jawbreakers his way out of the chin lock and Skip comes back in. He tries to go to the second rope but slips and tries again hitting an axe handle.
3: Yeah, it was hard to do it and the crowd pick up on that. The the crowd makes some jeers or some noise for that little botch. Mm. Zip back
1: in and the body donners hit a double flapjack for a two and Sonny is pleased on the outside. A messy looking sequence occurs where the donners hit each other and then Billy and sort of everyone is down.
3: Like, that didn't make sense. They were trying to do this thing where, you know when you run the ropes, but the person kind of ducks down, so you go over and kind of run them again. Yeah. They tried to do that, but having one of the body donors in between, and then on the way back across, because the other body donner is getting up then, one runs into the other. Who, who then runs into, into the, Billy. Like, but that wasn't like an offensive manoeuvre. That just looked wrong. It
2: was a bit slapstick.
3: It looked, though. I thought it was quite cool the way that he went over his own tag team partner there. Yeah. And if they'd done something inventive on the way back, that would have been awesome, but it was a mess. Billy
1: dives to make the hot tag to Bart who punches the challengers in turn. Billy joins in as Vince bangs on about Flip again. The guns hit the sidewinder but Sonny distracts the referee. Quite like their double team finisher. Yeah, it's really good. good. Skip goes to the top rope and hits a fist off the top to Bart pinning him for a two count. Billy gets launched to the outside and the body donners work over Bart setting him up for a double suplex but Billy charges back in and spears Zip, while Bart rolls up Skip in a small package for the three at eleven fourteen. Sonny throws
3: a paddy afterwards. Yeah, mm. it was it was interesting because Billy Gunn came from nowhere, literally, kind of a like that. <laughs> Is that your impression of coming from <laughs> nowhere. It was, you know, that was cool. And I believe was the impression supposed to be that Bart fell on top into the pin because no, that's kind he, of what he definitely
1: was... rolls him up on yeah,
3: purpose. He... Yeah, no, he does, but I, I kind of wondered if that was supposed to be how it was going to go with him up, possibly. Yeah, thoughts on the match? I really like this match. I, I thought this was. A, I mean, it wasn't five star. But I thought it was a very good early card tag match. Yeah. I thought there was some good action. I thought the story was pretty good, and I thought that Sonny was excellent on the outside. She was brilliant as a manager. I'm
2: less complimentary towards it. And it was a couple of the bits that were a bit clumsy kind of took it out for me, and I think my main problem with the match is not so much what's happening in it, but the only person with any charisma that I could discern from it is Sonny. I don't really know enough about Skip. Zip's new to me, and the smoking guns are active but dull. So it just didn't really click with me too much.
1: I mean, you've got a point there in the spoilers for going forward, but the tag division for the better part of 1996 is built around Sonny. So that Mm. tells you something about the level of the performers that are competing in that division. But I would veer towards more Paul's side on the match. I thought it was actually pretty good. Mm. For what it was and what it was supposed to be, I thought it was pretty decent. And there was some interesting stuff from the body donners and it was just a sort of solid title defense, which is it didn't have to be anything spectacular. And it was certainly better than say the smoking guns against the blue brothers or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Pritchard and Chris Candido are certainly more capable of bumping around and making the smoking guns look quite good, and I, th- I thought it was a decent decent enough bout for where it was on the card and what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Fair enough, fair
3: enough, No, but genuinely, like, I was not expecting Sonny to be as good as she was. I think she clearly, I mean, I know people have said before about she's got a real love for the business and and, you know, how she got into it. And I think that's really evident from this, that she really understands what she's doing, and, and not every manager does.
1: No, well... You can kind of put that down to the fact she spent two years working for Jim Cornette, who certainly yeah, understands yeah. managing.
2: And she, she works it very well. She's not just, like, the pretty face that comes out with them. She's also the sort of... Spokesperson. The distractor, the spokesperson. She's very, very good at picking out the roving camera that's coming round yeah. and doing the comments to the camera. Yeah. And that's something that Cornette's really good at as well, so maybe that's yeah. something that she picked up from him, but it yeah. adds a whole lot of different level to the better than mystic fuge isn't it? You know? i mean
1: you'll see quite a difference in level of performance when for example in a few months sable turns up and she's on the outside for mark Mero. you'll see the level of performance and how different they are between yeah. someone like sunny and someone like sable
3: I-, mm. I think her timing is very good it's, it can't be easy i'd say she's probably learned from the best in cornet who probably is the best there is at that kind of picking out your time to do those little bits and Get your character over. Yeah, yeah, but also there is a time for the manager to be the centre of attention. I do think there is scope for that within tag matches. I think it's done very well.
1: Billionaire Ted's wrestling war room. And it's the same segment we saw from the Raw Bowl, but it's got an added little suggestion on the end from Ted that they call the hookster the boy toy. Mm. These segments have already gotten quite bitter on Raw. There's one on Raw where they talk about how the Hookster and the Nacho Man no longer have to take steroid tests because they're not in the WWF anymore,
2: mm. which is Ooh. a bit yeah. close
1: to libel and it's, or it, it, slander, whichever
2: think, one it is. I think we said this before that they just they come across as quite desperate. It's it's quite low and it's quite desperate. I do find it interesting the way that if they're just saying, "Oh, we need to get some of this." can we buy some of this new generation from the WCW? Yes, yes, they can, and (laughs) And they they will. It will work really well (laughs) for them.
3: Here's an idea, WCW, this is what you need to do.
4: Lately, it seems Goldust has been trying to attract the attention of the Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon, and man has he ever. The Bizarre One's first declaration of affection came in the form of a gold letter at last month's In Your House. And Goldust has been showering the Confused Razor with gifts ever since. Wait, what's a box of flowers? Hey! Oh no! That's a personal foul! Unnecessary roughness! What's he doing?
5: He wanted me to present you with this token of his appreciation for you. Uh
6: Uh-oh.
4: This is for you. Wait wait a minute, hold on. There's a a centerfold uh, of sorts of gold dusting and, and that I better take off! Razor has had it! And who would Obviously the gifts have begun to get on the bad guys nerves raising the question what are gold Dust's intentions? It became more evident that Razor was becoming more uncomfortable with each amorous approach. We began to wonder is gold dust after the intercontinental champion or is the object of his desire the intercontinental belt? Gold dust lips are anything but sealed. And the bad guy has gotten the message loud and clear. After the androgynous one unveiled a tattoo of his Latin lover's name last weekend on WWF Superstars, Razor absolutely snapped. The mad guy showed up unannounced at Monday Night Raw and delivered a message of his own. Oh, no! Razor's lost it! Stopped only when Gold Dust escaped. One thing is clear: Razor Ramon has had enough of Gold Dust uninvited advances.
0: Yo, all my buddies at Coliseum Video, guess who? Razor Ramon, the bad guy. I'm here at the Fresno Convention Center, getting ready for Royal Rumble 1996. You know, here's a little history, chicos. This will be the bad guy's fourth participation in this extravaganza but I've never been in the actual Royal Rumble event every year has been a title shot the first year the hitman the second year IRS last year double J and this year razor puts his most precious gold on the line against gold dust gold dust for weeks and weeks You've been talking about how sexy Razor is, how he oozes machismo, how hot I am. You're right. Are you trying to play with my mind? Or do you want my gold belt? In a few hours, we're going to find out. Because I'm going to be gliding down that aisle, looking so hot, and I'm going to be carrying my gold belt you want it all you got to do is take it and gold dust i don't think
4: tonight has gold dust played his greatest role using razor's machismo against him or will razor be able to control his anger and control the match
1: we see the same Razor Goldust segment from the pre-show and Razor cuts us a promo for Coliseum home video and he basically just tells us he's never been in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, which yeah. I
3: thought was quite interesting. He's always
1: defending his IC belt Or challenging for the world title on the 93 one. Mm. Our third bout is Goldust versus Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. This match first began building at December 95's In Your House 5 with Goldust watching Razor during his tag team match and his subsequent letter that Razor was incapable of reading. We saw it furthered on the 1st of January Raw Bowl where Goldust's Usher passed the bad guy a bunch of golden flowers. On the 13th of January Superstars, IC champion Razor lost a non-title match via countout to Jeff Hardy when the (laughs) Usher came out and distracted Razor Ramon with a centrefold picture of Goldust. As seen during the promo package for the match, later on in that same episode of Superstars, after defeating Barry Horowitz, Goldust revealed his tattoo of his, as Todd put it, Latin lover. Vince McMahon interviewed Goldust on the 15th of January Raw, where Vince asked Goldust if he really meant what he was saying, or if he was just preying on, and I quote, the homophobic fears of most men. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Goldust's response to Vince was, and again, I quote, Mr. Television announcer, is that an extra microphone in your pants or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) On commentary, Jerry Lawler pissed himself. (laughs) Goldust then claimed that he wanted Razor Ramon more than any man or woman could ever want another human being. Lawler then claimed about Goldust, and I quote again, he's here, he may be queer, get used to it. (laughs) Raw ended with Razor Ramon attacking Goldust in the backstage area. That's not a metaphor. Goldust (laughs) would escape in a car as a frantic Razor chased after him. In case you didn't know, Scott Hall really hates this angle. And he's uncomfortable with the
3: whole situation and doesn't want to do it. Interesting. Ah. He's pretty high status within the company, though. Yeah. Could he not have just said no if well, he didn't want to do it that Hall much? Paul would later say that
1: this is kind of the beginning of his falling out with Vince McMahon, is that this is the first time he's ever said, no, I don't want to do that. Really? So so, so he actually
3: did say that he didn't want to do yeah, it and
1: yeah. they made him do it anyway? He said he was happy to drop the Intercontinental title to him, but he wasn't happy with the whole gay thing as his son was watching it. Goldust enters first. He's not alone, however. There's a woman with him. She has a cigar. Who is it? Marlena. It is, of course, the as-yet-unnamed Marlena, a.k.a. Terry Runnels. At the time, she was Dustin Rhodes' wife and had previously been an on-screen performer with WCW as Alexandra York, head of the York Foundation, where she carried a laptop and used her futuristic... Computer to predict <laughs> wrestlers' <laughs> actions and aid her clients in winning matches. It didn't really work out that way. That, some obviously. kind of
3: statistical analysis. Yeah, I really like her <laughs> at WrestleMaths.
1: She has been added as Goldust's valet due to the WWF receiving criticism. Could you believe it from gay rights groups, including GLAAD, <laughs> over Goldust's character? We'll see Marlena plenty throughout the rest of the show, but I'll make quick mention that in 2009 she started dating New Jack. What, really? In 2011. A Florida judge had to order New Jack to stop selling nude photographs of her. Jack, however, felt that he had taken the photographs and they were
2: therefore his, and he had every right to distribute them. What a guy! What would Baker think? You know, we all go out with New Jack. He's, he seems nice.
1: <laughs> he seems like a sane man.
2: Yes, he just doesn't try and kill people at all. Yeah,
1: it's an interesting life decision. Sonny will probably make it at some point soon. Well.
2: Great entrance, though. Oh, I thought...
1: Yeah. The usher appears and he sets up a chair and Vince tells us the young lady is very attractive. He says that quite a lot. I'm going to protest at the term young lady. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's no... Spring chicken. Yeah. She's not sunny.
2: I don't know how old she is, actually, at this point. I would wager early 30s, maybe. I'd say that she's very well kept.
1: Yeah, but she's not a young lady. (laughs) It's such a horrible
2: term, Adam. (laughs) Adam
1: uses it all the time. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: know
3: he does, but it's a horrible term.
2: I could use it for you. Could you? Yeah, you're not very well kept.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fair play, shake my hand. Your hand's very cold.
2: Your hand's very warm and clammy.
3: Thank you. I'd rather it be warm and clammy than cold.
1: (laughs) Goldust does his de-robing routine and Razor enters wearing a different-looking waistcoat.
3: It's Savio Vegas. <laughs> no, I, I think it is one of Savio Vegas' waistcoats. I think he I think he lost his and borrowed Savio's. Off his mate, yeah. yeah.
1: No, pals, I could see why the, they landed him. But, but Goldus, it does say the
3: bad guy on the back. It does. Goldus Entrance was long. awesome. It was yeah, long. It was thought, brilliant, though. Yeah, really theatrical. And
2: yeah, the, the way that it drops into that um, letterbox slightly slowed frame rate mm. vision yeah. is brilliant,
3: I thought.
1: I thought Razor didn't appear to be looking particularly mad. Given everything that's going on, he should be looking like, I want to kill this motherfucker, but uh, he doesn't. I think he looks just mildly found,
3: bemused.
2: As we found out in his head, he's probably just thinking, I don't want to do this, yeah. I don't want to do this.
1: He gets a golden shower
2: as standard. Sign in the crowd, gay dust. This was one of my favourite signs. Just, It's very simple. It's straight and to the it's, point. It's very offensive. I can't believe that no one takes it off them because it turns up later on he, as well. The,
3: the, the guy holding it, actually, I think it's during the main event, is walking backwards and forwards, yeah. holding it up at certain points. And I, I kind of noticed that there's one of the security guys that's right at the front, kind of clocks it for a bit, and then he takes it down, and then he kind of walks a bit further and holds it up again.
2: But they can't be too angry about it. They've bought this on themselves. They created this character, and that's you know that's his thing. Is it? He's gay. Now but- they, 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 they recant that later on, don't they? Say that he's not. But to all respects, he's a kind of a gay pervert.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this this is where Vince has got the two confused, gay and pervert. They are not exclusively the same thing.
2: Yeah. So this is why... If you're a pervert, you're not automatically gay.
1: And if you're gay, you're not automatically yeah, a exactly. pervert. This is why Vince has had Marlena introduced, so that they can now make out that Goldust is just a freaky guy who does this stuff to mess with people's heads, rather than yeah. he's a gay man who is pursuing other men and deliberately trying to make them yeah. uncomfortable.
2: So now it's, it's a, a psychological attack in order to get a championship. Rather than a sexual attack. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: So Just kind of on this then, do you think that Marlena is a good addition to this angle?
2: Good question.
1: I'd kind of like to wait and see where it goes. It certainly raises questions and I think that's what she's designed to do at this point, Mm. isn't she? Because obviously, yeah, it's at the point where people are bringing signs to the shows that say gay dust. Now, if he gets a bit physical and affectionate with Marlena, does that then make people go, well, hang on. Is he not what
2: we thought he was? So she's kind of... She's a contingency. Yeah. Should, yeah. should things turn out to be really angry, she's a contingency to counteract that.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's quite an interesting addition, even if that's not the reason for doing it. It probably was the reason for doing it. But it's an interesting addition to the mix, as in terms with just the idea of messing with people's heads and, and the psychology of it, I think it's a brilliant idea. Okay.
2: The whole thing's very dark. I think they've, they started out with something that's turned out to be a lot darker than they thought, but it's gradually evolved. They've had to darken it slightly to make it seem like what they were doing was deliberate. But, yeah, it's it's unusual. Very unusual.
1: Unusual is the way to put yeah. it, yeah. Razor now has the white IC belt, which, as you all know, yeah. I'm a very big fan of. Razor points at Marlena, objecting to her presence. Goldust rubs himself and Razor throws a toothpick at him.
2: He does quite a few of these. There's sexual taunts... I would say, and they gain loads of heat. They've really created a monster here because they've got a sort of particularly gay-bashing crowd yeah. who are very, very angry at this. But it does make him seem like he's he's really done the business in terms of being a, a hateable heel. Yeah, my description of the majority of the opening of this match just says lots more rubbing.
1: Razor takes charge at the open, yanking on Goldust's arm, then slapping him whilst in an armbar. Goldust regroups and looks down at Marlena. Goldust goes behind on Razor in a waist lock, but instead switches to rubbing Razor's
2: chest hair.
3: And Razor's kind of slightly delayed reaction to kind of figure out what's going on uh, and his kind of facial expression was interesting.
2: I th- the reaction to that was massive. Yeah, that was possibly biggest pop of the night.
3: Vince's description,
2: that was a little different. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We get some razor chance, so the crowd is still into him. It, 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 like on a little side note here, it must have been quite a difficult match to call. It's not, yeah. it's not your typical match, and
2: maybe that's why Jerry Lawler wasn't on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, thinking, I've got it written down. I wish that King was on commentary for it, but maybe it's just too much of a liability if you have King just <laughs> with, with a loose cannon on that. You and yeah.
3: on, on, on another side note, what is Jr. doing at the minute? He's because just he's, doing like random backstage interviewing and but, stuff like that. He gets very little screen time. It's like he's getting less than Doc Hendricks. Yeah. Which seems weird because he's way better. It's a good question.
2: I'd say for the whole opening of this match, because it is quite slow, isn't it? As as we kind of go through the, the hide, a bit of action, move back, taunt, this, that and the other. There's some really amazing camera work where they, they frame everything with Terry kind of in the foreground where you still get what Goldust is doing in the ring. Yeah. I think that's really, really nice camera work. It's brilliant.
1: Razor gets backed into the corner so Goldust rubs his hair and the bad guy shoves him away. Razor goes back to work on the arm with a hammerlock but Goldust reverses it and hits a slap. Razor gets one of his own and then smacks Goldust on
2: the ass. Which he likes, obviously. I was really confused about that. You know what his reaction is going to be to smacking his ass? Why don't you punch him in the back of the head
3: in a, in a slightly different way? I think it's it tells the tale of how seriously Razor takes him as a challenger to his belt. Yeah, perhaps in the, he's treating him like a boy. Do you often spank boys? No, <laughs> but that it's it's it, it is kind of it's like a generational divide symbol, isn't it? You've, you've read the beano. <laughs> What? Well, look, the, the Beano, the Bino, all it is, is how Dennis the Menace gets slippered. It's probably based, it probably isn't anymore. It's basically probably child really.
2: abuse when you look at Dennis the Menace back in the 80s.
3: Anyway, I'm going to just pull your attention to one bit of commentary from Mr. Perfect. If he loses the title, he'll be the sad guy. <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. They should do that and
1: change his gimmick every now and yeah. again. So he's gone from the mad guy the to sad the sad guy.
3: guy <laughs>
2: come out
1: crying to like a really sort of emotional piece of piano music the rad guy and he could be jazzed up
2: yeah and he could bring his kid and be the dad guy yeah that's what
1: I was going to do yeah and then he could cheat on his girlfriend and be the cad guy (laughs) I'm just trying to go through the letters yeah me too fad yeah he he can just go with whatever's hip at the time and be the fad guy I can't do that joke sorry
3: what were you going to do I can't do it
2: (laughs) did you just reach G by any chance gad guy
3: no he's... <laughs> that's a whole
1: different uh, game.
2: let's not go down that tangent
1: <laughs> I don't even get that shall we move on I'm sure people know what we're talking about yeah anyway that went somewhere different <laughs> <laughs> it likes match <laughs> yeah Razor gives Goldust another slap for enjoying the slap on his ass <laughs> Goldust bails to the outside and hides behind Marlena. Back in the ring, they lock up again and exchange holds, quite smoothly actually, until Goldust walks into a razor fist. He bails again and hides behind Marlena again. I
2: quite like his Weasley hiding behind a tactic.
1: I think it got a little bit tiresome. Back in the ring again, Goldust blows razor a kiss as a faint faggot chant rings out. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Oh, I couldn't get it. Quickly, Goldust gets close line to the outside and for a third time, Goldust hides behind a woman. Razor picks Marlena up to place her in her chair, but Goldust attacks and rams Razor back into they're... the apron.
3: I, I, I thought with this, he was actually going to put her in the chair, but then he just puts her down near a chair. I thought
2: that he almost had, he had to pull back on the accelerator because I think he goes to pick her up, but she's probably so light that yeah. he, he almost chucks her far into the air yeah. and probably is like, oh, bit shit, and then just has to put her down.
1: Goldust rams razors back into the apron and we get some big Razor chants. Razor gets rolled back in and Goldust hits an axe handle from the top rope. Razor gets whipped hard into opposing corners and Goldust hits a bulldog for a two. Goldust picks Razor up for what looks like a backdrop but bounces him off the ropes slingshot style before hitting it. Yeah. Yes, that the, was what's cool. What's
3: called the, the slingshot suplex, which that I really, really liked.
1: was nice, yeah. I've never seen that done from that angle. Yeah.
2: Mr Perfect liked it.
1: Yeah. He did. Goldust drapes Razor over the ropes and Marlena blows Goldust.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I I also wrote that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Hang on, I I had to kind of think back through the match then and see see what happened. Marlena blows Goldust into Razor's eyes. (laughs) Does that make more sense? That that sounds worse.
2: (laughs) Dust that is golden. Dust
1: that is golden. Neckbreaker by Goldust gets a two and Goldust gets a sleeper hold as Perfect speculates that if Razor is asleep, Goldust can do anything he likes to him.
2: Yeah, I wrote that down.
1: Probably pin him. Razor slumps to the canvas and Tim White checks the arm, but Razor makes it back to his feet. Tim White gets pushed into the corner, allowing Razor to mule kick his challenger, forcing both men down to the mat. Goldust is the first to drape an arm, however, for a two. Goldust looks for a fist, but Razor counters and hits several of his own, knocking Goldust down. Razor hits the choke bottom for a two. Love the choke bottom. And it was a big one. It was a big one. Sack of Shit gets a two as well. Goldust fights back with an eye poke and heads to the top, but Razor crotches him before he can attack. Razor hits a back suplex off the top rope as Marlena enters the ring and feigns a twisted ankle. Razor signals for the edge, but the
3: one, two, three kid enters from the crowd. But Bono enters. Bono? (laughs) Razor signals for the edge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right yeah well well done
3: <laughs> And then the drummer comes in <laughs>
1: The 1-2-3 kid hits a spinning wheel kick off the top rope nailing razor in the back of the head. Marlena leaves the ring Goldust covers in Tim White counts a three for the new Intercontinental Champion at 14-17.
2: I think that I'm going to disagree with probably you and maybe you. It's like, I quite like this match.
3: I thought the angle was very interesting. I didn't think the action was... Uh, it picked up at the end, don't get me wrong. There were some good moments in it, but I thought overall as a, as a wrestling match, it, it was very stop-starty.
2: I think it definitely falls into the category of theatrics over wrestling, but it held my attention for the whole thing, and I thought it was pretty slickly done for the most part. There was some nice wrestling moves in there. It's not a full-on wrestling match. That's not what it's about. I think it's something slightly different than what they did, albeit very offensive in many ways, (laughs) was actually very good.
1: I find it somewhat difficult to judge. As a standard, yeah, wrestling match... It's weird and disjointed, and there's so much of the sort of onto the outside, hiding behind Marlena, coming yeah. back in, and then there's all the taunting, and then there's all the homoerotic stuff. Yeah. But Goldust going full pelt with the character bits is pretty entertaining. Yeah. And you just kind of want to watch to see what will happen next.
3: Yeah.
2: I think it's it's a very interesting attempt doing something different and I th- I think that actually as we've kind of talked about before they'll be thinking oh crap what have we done in some respects that they're, they're getting quite a lot of heat from gay, rights the, groups. Yeah, from gay rights groups and that clearly was not the idea but it is gaining quite a lot of crowd participation so it is working in some way and they, they must be thinking mm, what have we done
1: do you find it odd that they could drum up this much homophobic hate from audiences in 1996 or are we giving people too much? much credit Uh, i think
3: i think it's difficult because it seems it seems so odd now maybe it's how far society's come in the last 20 or so years that that it seems a very odd thing to bash that badly yeah and how wrong they can judge it It and kind of judge the boundary and judge the line
2: was there any sort of like similar reaction for the the billion chuck that was a gay thing wasn't it yeah did did they Did they get any heat over that because that's a lot later
3: I can't
1: remember, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong. There being faggot chance or something like that, yeah. which you can you can understand it occurring in the 70s. You can understand it occurring in the 80s. Yeah, but this is mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if if we're beyond that yet, and it. I don't know whether it surprises me that that is there, or if it doesn't perhaps, surprise me.
2: Perhaps it's the fact that what they've created, they've not created a gay character, they've created an evil Gado. gay deviant, and maybe that's the problem. And they're, in many ways, what they're doing is that they're tarring the gay image with the rest of the stuff they've created with Goldust, and maybe that's where all this, the, the anger and opposition to it's coming from. But what sort of idiot could possibly think that all gay people are like this man? The same sort of idiot that they could think you could have a wrestling football franchise. <laughs>
3: Okay, fair enough. We'll move on. But, I mean, I've got to say, one of the things that slightly soured me towards the end of the match, not not that I, that I really hated it, but I think it's one of those things that could have changed for me, almost not, not the whole quality of the match, but the believability of the match was Marlena at the end whole going into the ring twisting her ankle that is so phony and such a bad little i don't think that's a good distraction whereas you could you compare that with what Sonny had done in the previous match and her distractions and that they're believable and they're they've kind of got this authenticity yeah it's got this believability to it and, and there's no believability to that do you think it's bad booking having
1: two matches in a row both having these sort of women interfering angles in them it doesn't paint
2: women in a great light does it
3: no i, I, I don't have a problem with it i just think when it's done you've got to do it well and i don't think that bit was done well i thought she was used well by gold dust for those kind of acts of cowardice i think they went to the well probably one too many times and it got a little bit repetitive but it's, it's how you use it so you know earlier when they had the instant replay yeah why didn't they do that for this match
1: I don't know. Gorilla Monsoon is sleeping. Yeah, he, he's he's a very old man. He's, he's tired. See, that that's the thing. that. Little... Well, like we said earlier, yeah. you either have to do it all the time or none of the time, and they've obviously not even realised that and done it twice in the same show, using it one time and then not using it another. Yeah.
4: My professional opinion, I think Shawn Michaels is ready to get back to the ring. He's 100% back to where he was before. He's in tip-top condition, tip-top shape. I'm a little bit concerned about him getting back in with 29 other guys right from the start. However, I'm going to be on the sideline making sure that everything is okay for him. Coming up next is the Royal Rumble,
5: and you're looking at the next winner of the Royal Rumble. And Shawn Michaels, you said it's a dream come true to be the WWF champion. Well, Shawn Michaels, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to end your career like I should have done the first time.
6: Royal Rumble. Just when you thought the demons were gone, you've got a snake that you've got to deal with. Each and every one of you will get a taste of me. I just might get a taste of you.
4: I'm gonna let you peons in on a little secret. Why do you think it was called the Royal Rumble, huh? (laughs) Because it's gonna be won by royalty! Me, the King, Jerry Lawler! (laughs) I'm walking into the Royal Rumble as the major underdog,
5: as all my matches are. The chances are 30 to 1 that I'm gonna win. But when I walk out of the Royal
4: Rumble, I am going to be the winner. I'm confident and I'm happy. And remember, in the World Wrestling Federation, anything can happen. (laughs) This is the kind of thing that you wait a lifetime for, the chance to guide the career of the most powerful force in the World Wrestling Federation. I'm about to release this mastodon into the Royal Rumble. It's time! It's time! It's
5: time!
6: Time! (laughs) Lest my eyes deceive me, HBK is back in the saddle again. What are my odds of doing it one more time? Winning the Rumble? Are you kidding me? I did it once. I'm bound to be able to do it again because this year is so much. Last year, the Heartbreak Kid and all his fans, now known as the Click, are going to turn the hopes and dreams of a 12-year-old boy into a destiny and a reality. At WrestleMania 12, you'll be looking at the new World
0: Wrestling Federation champion.
1: Doctor Jeffrey Unger, who previously told us that Sean had brain damage and would never wrestle again, tells us Sean is ready to wrestle and will win the Royal Rumble. Is
2: Doctor Jeffrey Unger a real doctor?
1: I presume so, but I'll look him up. He might be a doctor in the same way that Doctor George the Horian was a doctor. Doctor Tom Pritchard. Doctor Tom Pritchard is a
3: doctor. <laughs> He's a doctor of desire. Doctor Doctor Nick.
1: <laughs> Owen Hart next says he'll win the Rumble Jake gets a second promo of the night and again it's quite unremarkable Lawler is up next and he says it's called the Royal Rumble because royalty will win and then we get a Barry Horowitz sighting <laughs> He cuts a promo, but he does the everyman promo way better than the Smoking Guns did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Barry's all like, yep, yeah, I'm going to try my best and I'll make myself proud and, and all that sort of stuff. And it comes across as quite normal, but at the same time, cutting a promo, whereas the Smoking Guns just came across as normal people talking about potentially wrestling things that might be happening. Vader and Jim Cornette follow, and Vader nuts a locker. Yeah. That would fuck yeah. with him. Sean main events, the promos, obviously.
2: I love Vader's taunting pose. You know, he sort of puts his arms out yeah. and twists them round. No, does anyone else quite do that? I think maybe and you can't do that unless you look like Vader
1: we'll keep an eye out see if anyone else does it it's brilliant though and that brings us to for the first time in the history of WWF Royal Rumbles on pay-per-view the Royal Rumble in the mid-card well semi-main event I suppose the only other time it's not been the main event is in the 1988 edition where it was a TV special but it wasn't the main event so yeah we'll set up get things sorted and we'll watch the Royal Rumble live So, we're ready to sit and watch the 1996 Royal Rumble live. We're queuing up the Silvervision Tagged Classics DVD right now.
3: So, our first entrant is Hunter Hearst Hemsley. See, this is interesting, because we're watching it with the sound very, very mildly up. So, I understand that this is the first Royal Rumble, from comments that somebody's put on Facebook, to have the entrance music. Correct, yes. Ah. Everyone has
1: their own music when they enter now. So, we're seeing highlights of the free-for-all, where... Triple H used his own vinegary brass knuckles to his, hit Duke Drosey. His fabric but they, knuckles. But they, they do look... Fa-
3: they're, they're, they're clearly not even plastic. They aren't... They... It was a good punch, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a was, decent punch. You know, it looked spot on. And fair, Drosie took it pretty well. Good-sized crowd, it looks like. 9,600. Um, it was interesting during that three-four match, actually, because it looked like there were loads of empty seats, but I think that's the red colour. But that's Some people sense. just filtering in,
1: I
2: think,
3: at yeah, that time. Fair play.
2: As I've said before, I like the way that the look is progressing, and we've seen it progress an awful lot in yeah. the last couple of years that we've done, and it's starting to resemble more ooh, who's of this? the attitude-type thing. Oh, no! Oh, it's Henry Godwin. Number two is he's indeed Henry Godwin. Bucket. He has got his slot bucket. He looks pissed off. He's got mm-hmm. a great mullet, actually, hasn't he? That really is top draw. And
3: he's, he's making a quite sprightly way down to the ring, placed his bucket in the corner. We've got to... Ooh, a tease of a it look.
2: It looks like a liquid one.
3: I'm really hoping they're not
2: going to use the slop.
3: What odds do you want that they won't use the slop? But
2: it's just going to be in the ring, isn't it? Or maybe it'll be outside over one of the crowd like it was before.
1: Do you want to hear some names that were rumoured to be in this Royal Rumble? Go on then. Terry Funk. Uh. The Ultimate Warrior. They were, in fact, in negotiations really? to bring wow. him back.
2: So that person with the bring back the warrior Boy, sign sorry. possibly had some in, inside info. Yep. We've just missed a big clothesline by um, Henry Godwin. Is he squealing at the audience? Is that his taunt? Yes. That should be
1: in the Smackdown game. That's that's should, that
3: should be in. Let's,
1: Someone's got to let's, let's get, get ready, ready to, to rumble, rumble sign. sign.
3: I believe that's Ant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine was a rumoured name. <laughs> He's mm. always a rumoured name in everything. He's got a unique body shape. Bam Bam Bigelow. Really? Well, he wasn't he advertised. He was advertised for it, but. Triple yeah. H
2: just did the flare bump Stephen into Richards the is in the front row. Really?
1: Stevie Richards. Stephen oh, Richards.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like right to censor, our present. Mm-hmm. He nearly, Triple yeah. H nearly gets press slammed out, but uh, he he's, think he's raked the eyes of Henry Godwin. Jean Pierre Lafitte. That would been I don't good. like that. Dan Severin. Ooh. Fucking hell. When does he join?
1: Mid-98 He was apparently offered $5,000 to appear in this rumble which was a fraction of what he was earning in UFC at the time so he obviously turned it down told him to go bollocks Uh,
2: Triple H is working over Henry Godwin at the ropes at the minute punching him in the face It's got quite a vicious streak to him now
3: as um, Triple H I I quite like it And the last name I've got as a proposed entrant was Sabu Ooh that would have been awesome He would have brought out some
2: tables
1: Proposed elimination was to dive through a table onto someone and eliminate himself Wow but apparently
2: that, Heyman nixed it uh, that, That's a very uh, Sabu, Sabu way to, thing yeah. to do Yeah.
1: Well it was Halloween Havoc wasn't he Where he got himself disqualified from that match mm. Or was it Nitro, one of the two
2: Is its is it 60 seconds? It's supposed it to be 90, 90 seconds Because okay. yeah. now we've got the counter, it's on 5 Look at the crowd, up. everyone stands up yeah. To look who's the next person coming out I'd love and to see a Royal Rumble live Here we go, it
1: is Bob
6: Backland Yes,
2: oh, it's Bob yes, Backland Excellent.
1: Some sad news. This is the last Bob Backlund match we'll see on pay-per-view.
2: Is he still campaigning? But
1: he'll still be around. Excellent yeah. stuff. I like his dressing gown. It's nice. He seems to be chuntering away to himself. Why isn't there a classic figure of Bob Backlund in that dressing gown with that towel? I don't mm.
2: know. Or in his suit with his bow tie.
1: Adam, mm. why don't you tell people what classic figures you bought me for Christmas this year?
2: Well, I got him uh, Diesel with the championship belt, but he's actually just named as Kevin Nash. Yeah. And... I was very proud of getting you, Evil Doink the Clown. Yes,
1: which is pretty spectacular.
2: And he's quite rare in terms of the later series of these Jax figures are a bit lacklustre, I'd say. They're quite boring figures, but Evil Doink is from the later series and looks amazing.
1: Uh, and Paul,
3: what did you get me? The Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. Yes, which I was very happy about. I like the way Bob Backlund just tapped a Triple H on the back. Now, So I hey, like it way, with me for a minute. I like the way he elbowed him in the face.
1: <laughs> Come on, Bob, you can win this.
2: That's not funny, Mister
3: H. My yeah. aunt <laughs> Catherine, I think, that says that sign. Oh. I'm yeah.
2: actually doing a live rumble recording. My drinking tea and eating a, a twinkie. twinkie. It's probably bad, very bad form.
3: Probably.
2: Yeah, it's t- true, Dad. He oh, pokes the eye, by Triple H. Oh, Backlund's over, but gets back under the rope.
1: He's Trixie like that.
2: He is tricksy oh, he's Trixie and Sneaky. Oh, my money's on Bob Backlin to win this one.
1: I wish. <laughs> well, Brett and Bob had such a stellar match last WrestleMania. Yeah. Maybe Roddy Piper could bring his Michael on yeah. again.
3: That would be fantastic. See, this is the whole thing that I don't like about the Royal Rumble as the whole. Let's just try and spend the whole match just holding on to a rope. That'll make entertaining TV well it's your job then to make this entertaining for people to listen to well uh, we're getting a countdown now so on to three two one number four jackpot who's Jerry the King Lawler it is
2: Jerry Lawler he's looking pretty happy
3: with himself that deviant he's rubbing his hands together I've always
2: thought in um, oh he's getting loads of heat from the crowd
3: Vince for Prez that would be a terrible idea yeah
2: I always thought that, you know, if you were coming to the Royal Rumble, you would just take your bloody time coming down yeah. the aisle, yeah. wouldn't you? So it would make sense. Of,
3: some sort of gold singlet. I like, is he trying to bargain with Triple H, saying that they should be together because they're both kind of regal?
2: Yeah, you're rich, I'm rich. rich. Let's beat up these paupers, especially yeah. this poor pig farmer.
3: I think you'll like Jerry Lawler's tactic in
1: this rumble. What do you make to his hair, Adam? So
3: He's, he's, he's had a mullet he's of the night. Just oh, he, He's gone between the ropes and fetched that slop bucket. He didn't really need to go outside the ring to fetch that bucket. No, that was um, a bit. Bob silly.
2: Backlund's aiding in all this um, debauchery. Well, so he is just, a heel.
3: He's yeah. trying to show it to the crowd, and they're holding uh, the pig farmer down. This is going to end in tears. You can tell that, can't you? It's
2: oh, going it's to end in a big bucket of slop. Over oh, someone, there isn't you go. It?
3: Hopefully over both of them.
2: I think Henry Godwin will be eliminated by trying to slop someone. There's two
1: guys in the front row going
2: absolutely apeshit
1: and trying to run out the way of that slop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to see what happened at the last time you would do Yeah, that. oh, that was awesome. So now it's just Henry Godwin in the ring on his so... own while all the rest of them just hang around
3: outside. Oh! Oh, that looks like... Well, oh, there is some wet in there, isn't there? Sloptastic. He's... That's... He's... He's... Bob Backlund's back in, Backlund, though. Bob Backlund went apeshit Bumping around over like a good I couldn't really see if it really got them or not. I think it, it got... It sort of
1: skidded onto Jerry Lawler and into the crowd again. Yeah.
3: S- can slop skid. Well, Th- that it's did. It's very skiddy. Mm. It slips. Oh, Lawler's gone up no, and then he just hasn't. walks down.
2: <laughs> Triple H has really got on with this sort of like big bumping.
3: Yeah. I think he's
2: really good at it. There's right. a doink sign. There, there is gonna, a doink sign. You're get right. A new entrance.
1: We want doink. Bob Holly! Oh, look at,
2: look at his hair.
1: Number five is Bob Sparkplug Holly. Hair and all. or Spark Mullet Holly. I think he just leads some <laughs> newer a better time. name. He looks a bit dated now, yeah.
2: To be fair, he looked dated in 93 are, when are first saw him. Cl- are we close to him cutting off his marvellous mane?
1: No, that's not till like late 1998. Bloody hell. He dyes it blonde for a bit. Mm. That will look awful. I don't know if we'll see... We'll, we might see it briefly right at the very end of the podcast. He's one
2: of the people that's kind of around consistently, but just never on it. Yeah,
1: he's not really used that much. Like I, I think, like, 97, we won't see a great deal of him, but he's he's kind of he's still on the roster. Have you read his book yet?
2: No, I probably should do. Yeah, I read it. It's good. Did you get it on the Kindle?
3: Yeah, you can borrow it for What, his Kindle? No, you can't buy the Kindle. Oh. I should probably, oh. I should probably oh, get the Kindle. We were getting... Are we, Godwin went over but has managed to evade back it. back through in a kind of bottom rope 619 kind of affair
2: <laughs> that made it sound way more interesting than it actually was I, I thought that was quite insane I, Bob Backlund's going for the chicken wing on Henry oh no he's not he's just whacking him in the face
3: I do think this is quite interesting to see if anybody goes um, or gets eliminated to the right hand side of the ring near the announcers with all the slop there or if they opt to go over the other sides I'd be
1: going over the other side mm, I, yeah, I would given the choice yeah Maybe they've got someone cleaning it up, because we actually can't see it on camera. They're being oh, quite careful it was, about it was that. There, I like the really way though.
2: Bob Backlund is just prowling around. Yeah.
1: He does. He does an excellent job yeah. of just looking menacing. If,
3: if I was in the Royal Rumble, oh, I, I wouldn't have my back towards the people in the ring. I think that's...
1: Well, that's a cardinal mistake a lot of people make. We've reached yeah. one of
2: those points in a Rumble where everyone's just trying to very limply get everyone else out the ring.
1: Yeah. But Bob Holly's evaded uh, Henry Godwin's attack there.
2: Everyone's very excited in the crowd, because the time has come up. Number six. Three, two, one. one. It's...
3: Oh, shit, it's Marbler. It's King Mabel
2: with
1: Mo. With Mo.
3: His but you can't see Mo because he actually Mo. is completely hiding him. Yes. Yeah, you can just see his arm He out. was eclipsed by Mabel. To be fair, that's a nice waistcoat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is, like I said, in Raw vs Nitro, Mabel's last
2: WWF I appearance for looks, over two years. He looks even fatter here. Maybe he's uh, been comfort eating after that, that slop. That slop
1: match. is still there. No one has cleaned it up. Yeah.
2: It might look,
3: to, to the unsuspecting, very, it could, could look like there's been sick on the outside. Bob Holly is trying to eliminate Bob Backland.
2: Who was And I'm that... imagining on commentary someone saying something like, who is going to be able to get this massive guy out of the ring? There's no your one, winner right there. No one's going to be able to lift yeah. them, like they do with all hugely heavy people that come in. Uh, yeah. He's going straight after Henry Godwin, and Jerry Lawler's getting in on the action
3: bit of hair pulling there. It's a bit of a three-way... He just yanked the king's mullet. What's that guy carrying? Toilet rolls. It's not toilet rolls. Cotton candy. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, it looks quite awesome. But I guess you'd be a bit annoyed if you were behind him.
2: Probably. Yeah, he's obscuring at least half a dozen people every time he walks around. I
3: didn't think
1: managers were allowed at Royal Rumbles, but Moe's just sort of there.
2: They've been present before, haven't they, actually? I don't
1: think they generally stick around. I think they walk out with people and then bugger off. Well, hopefully... Moe's just
2: trying to get some screen Moe's not really
1: a manager, per se, though, is he? More of a. Accomplice Accomplice um, I don't think he's got A manager's licence Put it that way Do you have to have A manager's licence Well it's one of them Things they always Bang on about Manager's licences Don't they How do you get A manager's licence What do you have to do You presumably Have to take a test so, so Bob Backlund's going to do a double elimination on Triple H and Bob Holly.
2: He looks quite happy about it. It's a shame that we've not got the sound up because I'd love to hear what noises Bob Backlund is making at the moment. I'd
1: love for it to be in HD so we could see his face because he looks like he's pulling faces. Yeah.
3: Mm. Are we uh, waiting number? Is it entrance number seven three, now? Two, one, and oh, is, no is there somebody? Was there somebody cleaning it up in the background? Oh, Jake the Snake. It's Jake the Snake. Well, I reckon I mean, we won't rewind it, but I reckon I saw a broom in the background.
2: He'd definitely have moustache of the night.
1: Jake Roberts, this is his first WWF appearance since WrestleMania eight on April the 5th, 1992. Wow. We'll cover what he's been doing in that gap on another episode. Is it crack? crack? is mostly, yeah. He's
2: and actually he... got a mullet. He has got a mullet. A really, a really he's getting his snake one, out. actually. He's totally getting his snake he's out. He's going to clear the ring with Damien.
1: Well, it's not Damien, because
3: Damien got eaten. Whoa, that is massive snake! I think this one's called Revelations, from what I remember. Oh, and he's putting—he's going to put it on the king. What? it? And the king is going mental. The that king is, is brilliant. Going ape shit. Obviously, everyone else has left the ring under the bottom rope. Yeah. Oh, I've got to say that was really good. Oh, know. that is brilliant, God. That snake is massive. That must be what 10, 12 feet. <coughs> and then some guy just touched its head. Oh, there's just a guy carrying oh, like, a back the, That is brilliant. That is like it's a trained snake. He knew where to
2: go to get into the bag. The snake is very eager to get back into its. Uh, so, bag. so
3: is he putting it back? And then
2: Jake's just going to go back into the ring. The guy like looked like a member of Pearl Jam that was getting it back into <laughs> his.
1: Eddie Vedder helped <laughs> Jake Roberts collect his snake. Frontman
2: oh. of
3: Grunge band and part-time snake handler for Jake Roberts. Rad Radford would love it. I've got to say that was quite an interesting little segment. That like was that. quite cool. Oh, that see, the, see that's just what happens here the, oh, the,
2: Mabel's tied in the uh,
3: but that was interesting because in it was a bit like snooker it was like a double kiss was, there, was go, <laughs> there was one set of people going for an Irish whip another set of people going for an Irish whip neither really got pulled off successfully and um, yeah Mabel ended up tied in the ropes
1: as I, all fat men do
2: I think uh, yeah. Mo just got kicked in the face he's holding his holding his head who kicked him? I don't know there was a lot happening oh.
1: That's quite actually limber for Mabel there, yeah. getting his leg up
2: that high. I
1: think I'll struggle.
3: <laughs> no, I reckon you'd be all right. The, the countdown's on. Who's this? With cowboy Bob Orton. Is it Cowboy Bob Orton?
2: No. Nope. Who is it? I don't recognise him. It's an old guy in a cowboy hat.
1: Tory Funk Jr.? That would be Dory Funk Jr., Tory Paul, F- yes. Dory, Dory Funk, Funk He is Terry's older brother and a former NWA world champion. So is he still wrestling as well then? I don't, I don't believe he is anymore, but he was NWA champion between February 1969 and May 1973. Wow. I think
2: there's a certain point in your career where you have to drop the junior. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, Ray Mysterio did it? Yeah.
1: Dory Funk's last WWF pay per view appearance was tagging with his brother under the name Hoss Funk at WrestleMania 2. He's having
2: a bit of
3: a Barney with um, Bob
2: Backlund
1: I mean, at
3: the moment. To, to be honest, that could be quite a good feud, the, the, the two kind of older guys going after it. It's good. Yeah, well, you've got sort of a 70s
1: NWA champion and a 70s WWF champion there That's in awesome. 1996. They've yeah. both got blue pants on. Yeah. yeah,
3: they could be a tag team. They do look like they could be a tag team, like the old boys.
1: <laughs> the Dory good, was here, apparently, to set up potentially talent relations with All Japan Pro Wrestling, who he worked with at the time. Oh, right. And he last wrestled on WCW pay-per-view at Slamboree 1993. Mm. But yes, he does look super old.
2: Yes, he is very old. Uh, Mabel's treading on Henry Godwin's face. No one's been eliminated yet, have they? No. Nope. There's someone missing, though. Yeah, Jerry Lawler. Where yeah. is he? Oh, is you're... he under, under the ring or something?
1: <laughs> You'll like his tactics in this event. So
2: Weasel shit. Sneak out. Oh, there you go. Hiding <laughs> under the ring.
3: Yeah, that was a good kind of. It was very partridge when he's twitching like out from behind the curtain. Where he's trying to watch um, Ben and Sophie Henry, in the car park. Oh, yeah. Godwin
2: just took down Mabel with a flying shoulder block off the second turn. Yeah,
3: that was actually quite a cool yeah, move.
2: decent. And the clock's on again. Yeah. I can't help but feel like someone big's going to come down and clear, clear, some, yeah. uh, clear some of the it dead weight doesn't out. it?
1: Well, you use the term someone big.
3: It's so, invader. Well, oh, no. It's, it's the fattest person in the Royal Rumble. I like the way his beard's kind of really coming into its own now. It's very much a neck beard. And though. I
2: imagine now they're saying oh my God, who's going to get this man out of the ring? Yeah. He's too massive.
1: I also imagine they're talking about how the ring has been reinforced for all this extra weight. Yes. Have they actually
3: mentioned that?
1: No, but it's, they always bang on about it in either Fat Man matches or Royal Rumble <laughs> <laughs> matches. I'm sure... Oh, Bob Backlund's got the chicken wing on Dory Funk, but he's yeah, been nailed
2: by Yokozuna. Damn you, Yokozuna.
1: This is a matchup of former yeah. WWF
3: champions here. Yeah, big. Mm. He is big, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that oh, going the first he's, elimination? Oh, he's no. oh. he's Bob, Bob Backland. Backland. Oh, Yokozuna.
2: Who had the money on that?
3: Not me. Damn it.
2: He was more tip to win. Was Who am I going to pick out the ones it's that going to have to It's gone after
3: Marbler. Reenacting that classic match from
1: In Your House 4.
3: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that pay per view. Yeah. that's genius pay per view, which was my favourite of all time. In Your House 4.
2: In fact, I know who's going to win. It's going to be Duke the Dumpster Trosy. He He told us that he was definitely going to win. He's the number 30 man. They always win. They
1: do. You're right. Statistics prove that. Exactly.
2: Yes. Especially at this point where... There's no real evidence, but it is scientific fact. What (laughs) what year did the first person win at number 30?
1: I think it's as late as 2007. It's like The Undertaker...
2: Is yeah. it when him and Shawn Michaels have that awesome like? Yeah, last four, he's
1: yeah. number thirty then, isn't he? So maybe Batista was thirty in two
3: thousand and five. I can't remember.
2: I know at some point, surely they must have thought no one would want to be number thirty. Oh, they'd
3: that's never win a, it. A Hurricane Rana on um, Henry, Godwin. Henry Godwin by Bob Holly. That was nice. But Triple H is still going after the pig farmer.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, he's responsible for that blood infection that he had.
3: Yeah, class war, mate. Class war.
2: <laughs> yes, this is indeed class
3: war.
1: I think my next question for the audience for the next episode is going to be create a working-class gimmick for Hunter Hearst, Helmsley to feud with.
3: Okay.
1: We'll see what people come up with for that one.
2: Traffic warden. Yeah, well, yeah, it has to be stuff like that, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, it's... Um, oh, it's the one, two, three
1: kit. It is. Pulling a bit of a mean face.
3: Yeah, he looks, he looks angry.
1: Oh, Whatever, shit.
3: I and mean, defiant. Oh. Razor Ramon's out. He's really angry. Oh, and he's really... has oh, lots of quick, quick running. Whoa! Oh, oh. This is a nice angle, <laughs> and the referees R- are slip slipping in the slop. No, it's, that's been cleaned up. Razor he looks super the, the pissed off. off, doesn't he? That, this, this is like it's like Spider-Man. That, it's it's like how just he's like Spider-Man. Three. No, Shelton Benjamin's not <laughs> in We're this one. The ropes. Role. That's awesome. Joe Briscoe. Briscoe's there. Yeah. Every time like, Joe Briscoe sorts it out. Is it Dave Hebner as well? Dave Hebner's
1: there. The guy. With Tony the Guerrero's there. Yeah. Blackjack Lanza, whichever one it is. What's is he there? getting out of his shoe? Nothing, just doing his shit. Oh, he's, he's
2: now going to face Mabel.
1: That'll end well for him. All oh, Razor's oh, making a break for it. Break.
3: Excellent. Everybody's a bit confused about what's going on. It's like all this action. Look,
1: Razor was eclipsed by Mabel, he's so a... the kid didn't <laughs> see him.
3: <laughs> I like the way Mabel's going after Razor, even though he's not in the rumble. It's a nice. Touch. But
1: that was a genuine like. That looks really good. Like yeah, Razor yeah, generally yeah. wants to fuck him up. Yeah. Not one of those sort of Ahmed Johnson type chases where yeah, you he's, he's stop. Re- he's five really foot, going sure. for yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Not oh, all nice kick to the old guy.
2: Yeah, he has a one, name. One, two, three, kid there, just kicking Dory Funk in the face. Kind of very much old against young.
1: Well, one's junior and one's a kid.
3: Yeah, younger against young. Yes, the same age. Eric against Darren. <laughs> oh, what's he going up for there? F
2: five. Airplane, kind of spin. airplane spin. spin. Marvelous razors being marched backstage.
3: Razors' hair sometimes takes on the shape of a bit. of a I think
2: it's been looking quite malicious yeah. actually today.
3: Malicious. That sounds like the sort of it, thing that. What's that woman that was in um, the Lewis Hamiltons with Nicole Scherzinger? Yeah, that? that sort of thing that thing that she would have said on the X Factor. It's malicious. Right. So so I've got a... oh it's malicious isn't it? She does yoghurts. That's right. Who's this? That, that is would it be sour.
1: Takao Amore. Ooh.
2: Who has Who's worked that? for
1: All Japan, New Japan, Noah, and Zero One. Why is he there? I have no idea. <laughs> this is his only WWF Is experience. this Dory
2: Funk's relations coming through?
1: Possibly. It's paid yeah. off already. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he came in and he came in with a bit of energy. I liked it. He did a little bit of a dance.
2: in yeah, just did a back rake on Dory Funk. Mm.
1: Hey, you know who was on the Wrestle Kingdom 9 pay-per-view that happened this morning that I watched half of
2: before we started recording? Dory Funk Jr. No, but it was Kurosawa. Oh,
6: really, really
1: cool. Yeah.
2: I follow him on Twitter. Really? Yes, all his tweets are in Japanese. I don't know what he's
3: saying. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he just did kick. a nice drop kick yeah. on Mabel though. What along the way you see he's just leaning on the ropes. He's tired, <laughs> man. He's really tired. <laughs> he's literally just standing around. Oh, he's decided to chop someone. He says oh, I'm really Japanese. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh no.
1: Yeah, d- d- does that not expose the business when you have a real Japanese person and a fake Japanese person standing <laughs> next to each other, and they look racially different? Bob hmm. oh. Holly and Triple H are still resuming their SummerSlam '95 match <laughs> in the corner.
2: It's all like the, the pace has gone a bit out of the Rumble at the moment. Jake
3: Roberts has done precisely nothing. nothing yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. I was headbutting somebody. He's,
2: he always used to wrestle um, topless with just tights, didn't he? Yes. Um, but I think he's put on quite a bit of weight since his last He's got a snazzy yeah. waistcoat, it's fine. Yeah, it is quite snazzy.
1: You haven't used the word snazzy
3: for a few episodes. No, that's after I got told off for using it kind of a in little fact, bit. In fact, I so. think
1: snazzy might have been your word of the episode in Royal Rumble 95.
3: <laughs> uh, it could have been. Makes
1: its yearly yeah. appearance. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: doing that
3: snazzy, um, it's a very snazzy episode.
1: It's very snazzy episode,
2: is it? Jay Roberts used to have a very sort of live frame, didn't yeah, he? He, he, didn't, was, he was a yeah. snake. Um, not so much a snake now. More like nice
1: butterfly suplex by Dory Funk
3: who is this Savio Vega it's everyone's favourite he's got some he's got some new attire after Razor Ramon nicked his waistcoat it's fine
1: friends you know friends share
3: does Savio Vega get a decent reception as he comes out
2: average is he still the the underdog hero
1: I wouldn't use the term hero but yeah
2: he was that guy that had loads of matches This is King of the Ring King of the Ring
1: 95 yeah rematch Spinning In wheel, wheel kick. kick, yeah, that's his only real good move. I wouldn't say it's a good move. No, he's he's decent at it. He's not one, two, three kid or Owen heart, but um, it's not terrible.
2: I've got a sneaking suspicion that Savio Vega's actually all right, and we've just not seen the best of him. Oh, Mabel's gone. Yokozuna's taken him out. He's like, I'm who'd, fatter than you. Who'd have thought it? That's Mabel's goodbye to
1: Mabel. Leave leave the memories alone.
3: <laughs> wow, Yokozuna looks. Yokozuna Yokozuna's <laughs> tired.
2: He's having a rest again.
3: Oh, somebody's gone over. Who is that? Amari. That was a big bump. It was
2: a good run for him in this rumble. Yeah.
1: You ever think? You know, these random people they put in like Royal Rumbles that don't work for the company. What if one of them won it? Yeah. Well. Shit! You won the Royal Rumble. You're going to WrestleMania. No, I can't, mate. I wrestle in Japan.
3: They just they do it as a shoot. They they shoot in from what like number eight in the rumble yeah. and win, win, it. win it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: But it's, it's better than the, their current sort of thing where they like to put in all the commentary team. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen again this year. Michael Cole taking up a spot in the Royal Rumble really upset me.
1: The Rumble looks quite interesting this year with Bryan being added. Yeah,
2: that is interesting. I I, I
1: fear Roman Reigns getting Batisted, which is now a verb.
2: (laughs) Everyone must fear being in a rivalry with Daniel Bryan, actually, because you automatically switch to being a heel. Yeah, which isn't too bad if you're a heel. Yeah, but if you're, like, a babyface, then that's very unfortunate.
3: So... Who else is likely to you know of, of a, like a high status will be in it this year? Do you think is
1: it, of, of a high status w- with a chance of winning? Randy and Brian, just just those two. Yeah, it depends if Orton is back. I could see them doing something with yes, Orton.
3: It's Vader time. Vader time. He, he does look mean, doesn't he? He looks badass. Yeah. Jim Cornet's
1: happy about it. He's doing the Bs. You need to notice something about Vader when he gets in the ring.
2: Um. All right then. Okay. Someone's he's, got he's, a sign that says it's Vader time
1: they have well spotted Adam that's not necessarily that clear good use of your eyes
3: thanks You've got I'm wearing my glasses Vader's in the ring is it that he's wearing his uniform backwards correct okay um, it what? is
1: indeed Vader time but not the right time oh he's fucking punching <laughs> Bob Holly in the <laughs> face oh, Bob but, but, Holly
3: versus Vader would be, be a fair, vicious be match Bob Holly will just respect that so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> why is he wearing it backwards it was, he just didn't have time didn't have time. Like, I didn't know he was going to wrestle. Vader time is
1: not the time to get changed,
3: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, he's really giving it to Yeah, up. he's fucking hammering Bob Oli. Yeah. So, <laughs> just having a little look to the outside. See what's going on. Savio Vega's just about to get... Oh, and he's got him. Dory funk Story funk.
2: Savio Vega has taking him out.
3: The legend's been uh, evicted by Vader's Savio bringing Vega. Bringing Savio back in.
2: Does, Just, on commentary, do they mention that he's got his what uniform on backwards? No. Okay. That is odd.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Savio Vega's going for some chops. Don't even think about it. There you go. Look at that. Oh,
1: at this time, Vader was actually only signed
3: for a one-night appearance, mm. but obviously that will be Just extended at, going forward. Look oh, at how he's le- laying. Yeah, amazing. He actually sold quite oh. well for the one chop that Savio got in. is oh, overacting a little bit now.
2: I don't fancy your chances, Savio, doing, my son. He's doing the kind of drunken stumbling fist. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Vader time.
1: Have you watched any of the Cactus Jack Vader matches from 93? I've seen clips oh, from I've them. Not yeah, seen they're, of
3: them, they're horrendous. I've, I've read a couple.
1: I think in that For All Mankind documentary that yeah, you got bought for Christmas, Paul, there's like a highlights package of Vader punching Mick Foley in the face. You definitely
2: mm. see the one where he takes his ear off, don't you? And they've kind of frozen it and highlighted where his ear is mm. falling. Yes. Um, what's happening? Who's that? That would be Doug Gilbert. Who the fuck's Doug Gilbert?
1: Nice tights. Doug Gilbert won the right to appear in the Royal Rumble by winning a Royal Rumble on January the 3rd, 1996, held by the USWA. He would become most famous for a live promo he cut in October 1999 on Memphis Wrestling Television, where he told the audience that the only reason Brian Christopher was champion was because his dad owned the company, that promoter Randy (laughs) Hale smoked crack in the production (laughs) studio, and that Jerry the King Lawler raped a 13-year-old girl.
2: Needless to say, he was fired immediately afterwards. like this kid. He's a loose cannon. He Did not take his promo advice from Scott Steiner? Possibly. He's also the brother of the late Eddie
1: Gilbert. Oh, Jake Roberts
3: is Whoa. gone. He kind like, of eliminated himself. A, a mid-ring punch from Vader. Saw him over the top. Oh, who's going to the top? There? Is that Triplett going to the top? He's going to attack Vader. He's going to attack Vader. I wouldn't bother, mate. Jim Cornette is out there as well. So,
1: presumably, managers are allowed yeah. at the Royal Rumble now. And there, Triple H was, H still there was going another answer.
2: Vader time. Sign being held up earlier that was massive, like a bed sheet somewhere up in the top right of the frame. I, I think someone's mm. told them to put that down. You're blocking mm. everyone's view. Go on, Vader, batter
3: everyone. It's not like people who go to cricket matches and then decide when there's like a spot of rain to put up an umbrella. Mm. I hate you, people. <laughs> <laughs> We went to see the cricket in the summer, didn't we?
2: And it rained like a bastard.
3: It, it was a very, very rainy day.
1: Like every other day of the summer, it was lovely. And they got full day's play every day. Yeah. But one day we got, a, we we got about an hour and a half.
3: It was the old Trafford test match, wasn't it? And yeah. it, was, um, it, was, it was a good day, but we, it was one of those frustrating ones where we got to see just enough play not to get a refund. <laughs> oh. By, by, by a handful Does of
2: it do like a ho-train attack? Yes. Sort of thing.
3: Vader train attack. Ah, right. Ooh, Savio Ooh, Vega Savio just kicked him right in the face that, that was quite a good kick from Savio Vega I'll give him that
2: if they have Savio Vega eliminate Vader that would be terrible who's this who is this who is this I'm not going to tell you for a minute uh, who is that <laughs> is, it, is it Mo with some face paint on
1: no it's not Mo with some face paint
3: on wow what shape is he <laughs> like a Tubby Tubby is the shape Yep. he looks like a fat Taz <laughs> Taz is fat <laughs> no but like a really fat Taz who is he? hang on that, that's well because he, he looked relatively normal from the, the, his entrance shot but then you just saw him when he got into the ring and it's in, like in profile his,
2: he is very fat but but his, he's also
3: wearing the Iron Sheik's boots but his chest <laughs> his chest just goes out so uh, uh, maybe maybe he's got an odd like, body shape but it just goes out and then down it's
2: got a unique, but I'm not sure it's a like unique
3: a fat body shape. chest yeah like Greg the Hammer Valentine. Like Vader's got a unique way of wearing his T-shirt. Yeah. It's not a T-shirt.
1: Oh, the click having a bit of a fight there, look. Triple H and the one, two, three, kid. Yeah. Vader's going to pick up Doug Gilbert. Doug Maybe. Gilbert's
3: got a mullet, look, mate. Oh, it didn't do that. <laughs> <as> <laughs> unceremoniously
2: well. choked over the top.
3: It's almost like he was going to get him up for a griller press and then didn't quite get it, get it all the way there. He now, was... who is that guy? I'll tell you in a minute.
2: <laughs> is there a particular reason you've got to wait for a certain time to tell us? Yes. OK, then. Well, he's gone now. He's gone, you, now. He is gone now.
3: So can you tell us who it is? No, not yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm very concerned. What's Yokozuna doing? Is he resting again?
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's he needs just a done a break. He's just, uh, and Vader's just in the other corner, just looking around saying, do you want to fight me? No, no, I won't. No,
2: let's have a break for a second, though.
3: Well, What's we'll
2: Yokozuna in the other corner? And now we've got a double feature showing how this, well, that Gilbert, Gilbert guy was lobbed out.
3: What do you reckon to his hair?
2: It's pretty good. I'm not sure anything's really beating Bob Hollies, but you can't win twice, can you? I'll tell you what,
3: Vader Vader and uh, Yerkes are going for it. And there's a countdown. countdown. Three, two, one.
2: And it is... Hang on a minute, this guy's just been eliminated. Oh, Oh, is this a tag team? They're a tag team.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you see now why I couldn't tell you?
2: Who, Who are they?
4: Just wait
1: for them to turn around. (laughs)
2: If, if anything the new one's even tubbier than the previous one
1: they are well dubbed in the wwf they are the samoan squat team no i don't are they really good at squatting i doubt any of them have ever been doing any squats they are twin brothers manuel and victor santiago most often performing under the name the headhunters they worked in puerto rico and japan and also main evented the first ecw show under the booking of paul Heyman, ultra clash 93 really they would briefly reappear on Raw in June 97. So Vader's as... taken on both Yeah, heads, they're sorry.
2: both just getting clubbed in the head by Vader.
1: The Arabian headhunters managed by Jim Cornette. They ran in on a bout between Owen Hart and the British Bulldog against the headbangers, and
3: Davey Boy proceeded to body slam them both, killing their gimmick.
2: Vader's just eliminated one well, of I them. Yokozuna's just... eliminated the other.
3: I've just noticed their trousers have got HH on for Jim like,
2: Well, one of them got eliminated twice, didn't he? How come yeah. he just put himself back in?
3: He just felt like it.
2: Yokozuna is absolutely him. knackered. Yeah, he has to stand on the ropes they after doing should have doing like anything. a little
3: bed there in the middle just so he can have a lie down. A little bed. No, yeah. one of them little Okay, a
2: big bed. One of them little um you see it's like a cane that folds out into a little
3: stool. Cane? No, not not like it's like a walking cane but oh, it's got I know a stool on yeah. top.
2: He could have one of those.
3: I I I fear the pressure point on the the stick bit <laughs> might Pierce the canvas. It would have to be some sort of, like, mithril cane to take <laughs> his weight. Do you just mean like um, like a tree stump? <laughs> a log. It's not really a cane, yeah. it's just part of a tree. Or he should just not that, be in there. That time, the counter started from 11.
2: I swear that the, the, the timing has not been the same.
1: I
3: think really? It gets, You're getting, saying
2: it's not legit? It's getting quicker, isn't it?
3: Well, it's never been Ooh, legit, has it? No. This is number 17. so oh, Owen, Owen Hart, I'm looking forward to this. He's looking quite menacing. And he's going to go in to protect his buddy against. They're still <laughs> together at this point. Not um...
1: Owen and Yoko. Yeah, yeah well, they're on uh, the Raw Bowl as a
3: tag team. Well, well they me? were, but there was yeah. that almost. was the um, bonsai drop on Owen, which could have caused some friction.
2: But <laughs> there is an angle
1: going somewhere. <laughs> it could have yes.
3: caused some compression.
2: Yeah, friction. Yeah, friction Do you yeah. know what
1: I'd quite like to see? Owen Hart versus Bob Holly.
2: Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. Maybe in a triple threat with the 1 2 3 kid. Yes the you know, Zone actually is just having avin um, five.
3: Yeah. Look at Bob's hair dangling down like that. It's, it's glorious. Oh, wait, I think he's just saying to Owen there, hit me harder, hit me harder.
2: Yeah, you're not hitting as hard as Vader. Savio, Savio Vader. Vader.
3: Gone for it I again. love the
2: way Vader no-sells Savio's drop kick. <laughs> It's
3: like, oh, something touched me. They're going to work together. He's gone very pink as Vader. He is very pink. But he's gone particularly pink. He looks a bit like a lobster now. He's embarrassed because he got his outfit on the wrong way around. He's also lamping
1: Savio Vega in the head
2: yeah. Savio Vega has taken a good clubbing to the face by Vader. He's A-o. now going to take oh. a good squishing oh, yeah. A catapult of Yokozuna into the corner oh, then, followed up by vega splash. splash
1: Is he dead? Who's hanging upside down? It's the 1-2-3 kid hanging upside oh. down in
2: the ropes And That bit of running has really shagged out Yokozuna <laughs>
3: the, the diagonal across the ring
2: Oh, fucking hell, man! I'm tired. I, to do something.
3: I'm starting I, I, to feel quite sorry for him.
2: Yeah, it's it's unfair that they've put him in a match where he has to do quite a lot,
3: or any match at all. Mm, yeah. When, yeah, he should be at the fat farm. On a slightly different note, so I'm going to try and improve my fitness this year. Oh yeah, yeah, You're I'm going to enter Royal Rumble matches. Oh no, a big splash on Xavier Vega. Bye. I won't. Hang on. Oh, he hit his he hit leg, leg drop. drop. Wow, wonderful. Um, no, I'm going to try and get a bit fitter. I'm going to try and lose a little bit of weight. I weighed myself just before this, and I'm 97 kilos. But that's with my shoes on and, um, and my hoodie.
2: It's the Heartbreak Kid. It's Evidently, he wanted to come out at number 18.
1: A more pressing concern than your weight, Paul, is, yes, the entrance of the Heartbreak Kid, Shaw <laughs> oh, Mark. What is he doing? At number 18. Sean was yeah. announced in his press conference on the January the 8th Raw that he was going against his family's and doctor's orders in returning to the ring to compete in the Royal Rumble. Allegedly, around this time, Michaels was left $2.5 million in the will of a wrestling fan who had passed away. Wow. Really? Lucky fucker. Hmm. I wouldn't have left him any
3: money. By the way, Savio Vega's been eliminated. If you yeah. die,
1: Adam, will you leave me all your money in Skype credit?
2: it be about 28 quid.
1: <laughs> that, that'll get me 30 minutes.
2: There you go. You can have half an hour jerk-off with Sonny. Thanks.
1: You two are quite crude sometimes. No, we're
2: not. Vader's taking his mask, mask off. off.
1: He's also having a lamping match with Yokozuna.
2: I reckon he's hitting Yokozuna harder than he's being hit. It's
1: That's the weird thing about Vader's mask. It always comes off. It's mm. not really functional well, to, as to a mask. To be fair, Yokozuna's just got a couple of decent shots in.
3: Yeah.
1: Obviously, Jim Cornette's having a heart attack on the outside yeah. as they're both Jim Cornette guys. Yeah. Oh, Please don't fight. Sure,
2: Michaels and his hair... I think he somehow he's managed to get blonde curtains and a ponytail at the yeah. same time. Oh! oh and of awesome move. Shawn Michaels eliminates Vader and Yokozuna because he's the best. Jim
1: Corner is really did, mad. Did you spot him looking around for when they were next to the ropes? No. It's... While while he was hitting, I think, the kid in the corner, he was looking around to see
2: mm. where they were. Was well, Shawn Michaels was like, I want
1: to eliminate...
3: Whoa! And he just chucks the kid over the top. That's awesome. I want
2: to eliminate the two biggest guys and I want to be seen as really strong, so I want now, to eliminate the kid
3: as well. Now it's going after Bob Holly. I don't think this will end well. Whose mullet was better at its best, Shawn Michaels or Bob Holly? Bob Holly. Yeah.
2: Very, very different styles. I'll probably go with Shawn Michaels. There's a couple of pictures of Shawn Michaels where he could have been in Europe.
3: <laughs> you mean the band, not the place. He's probably been in the... the... And uh, To be fair, this is an awesome ooh, five people to have in the ring when Hikikuchi gets there. Because we've got... They've
2: and... just decided, I'm going to kick shit out of Yokozuna on the ringside. Mm. And I'm yeah. going to get back in. There's always something like this in a Royal Rumble, isn't there? Someone always gets eliminated and goes back in. We've already had that. He's not happy
1: with Shawn Michaels. He'll get less happier with Shawn Michaels
2: as the year goes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just just punching him away. Go on, Vader. Give him some.
3: But the people that we've got in the Rumble at the minute are Bob Holly, Triple H, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels and Hakushi. That's a pretty awesome bunch.
1: And Vader's got Shawn Michaels in a press slam and
3: has chucked him out yeah, over the it. top. He's eliminated. So, Shawn Michaels has been eliminated. Well, as with the instant replay Play. rule.
2: But the thing is, right, I know that there's been Royal Rumbles where someone's got back in and eliminated people and it's been counted. counted yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it doesn't count in this instance.
1: Bob
3: you. Holly's given it to Vader. And there's a load of refs and there's a I'm... couple of people going, going through the middle ropes here. Bob's Bob gone Holly's over gone over the top. top. So, is Bob Holly allowed back in as well, if, if that's going to be the case? We'll have to wait and see. Know,
2: basically, Vader's just gone apeshit, hasn't this he? And is, it's now just killing everyone. This
3: actually is mayhem, and Jim Cornette's coming in to sort it all out. There's
2: like three or four refs in there.
3: Gorilla Monsoon's out there.
2: They're like, Vader, get Gorilla out of the ring. Monsoon room. is
3: a big guy, isn't he? He's telling him to get out. Vader's got silly hair, I'd say that. It's like Road Warrior Hawks. Yeah, so. a yeah, little bit. Has he got one of those breathing strips like Robbie Fowler used to have? Breathing strips. You know those strips across his nose. Yeah, oh, maybe the ones that now people instead of sportsmen using them, um, people use them to stop them snoring. Someone's got to wear the big boys
2: play sign that's holding up there.
3: Oh yeah, I see it. Oh, this is—he's
1: getting big heat.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've got good, to say, s- good stuff, Vader. Well it's, f- done. it's effectively spoiled the Royal Rumble for everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Especially if you're a Shawn Michaels fan, which yeah. a lot of teenage girls would be. There's another Vader time sign. It's a less good one.
2: So, this new person that's coming in will be the only person in. Oh, it's Tatonka. Tatonka. Oh, no,
3: everybody else has got back. Everyone's in. back. Oh, no. In. Oh, oh. oh! Oh! Sure, Marcus, you asshole. That's brilliant. Well done, Jim. It's quite brutal with Jim. Yeah that's, yeah, that's harsh.
1: He, uh, he, he kind of welded him into the ropes and he didn't. Well, we've got Hakushi versus Owen Hart going on oh. here. Oh,
3: oh he what just a lovely, did some Ian. sort of
2: flipping, spinning thing
3: handspring back elbow that's the one this is interesting we've gone from a stage where there's not been a great deal of action to it exploding all over the ring don't worry Tatanka's here
2: now I (laughs) I credit (laughs) Vader with that explosion
3: of interest because to be fair the first bit of this Royal Rumble had been relatively pedestrian (laughs) and now it's at least a car
2: (laughs) yeah really in that first bit of the Royal Rumble I should have mentioned my encounter with the pilot episode movie of Baywatch but
1: now now interesting
2: things are happening well, I downloaded the first series of Baywatch because I thought, you know what, I quite enjoyed it. I'll give it a go. And the opening pilot movie was fairly run-of-the-mill and David Hasselhoff was being promoted to, like, boss of the beach. And then there was just, like, this photo shoot on the beach, and, like a glamour one, and the, the director of it says, lose the bra, and she takes her bra off and there's tits on Baywatch. That was never on ITV at 6.05. No, it <laughs> certainly wasn't. And I thought, I thought to myself, that's strange. <laughs> And then it happens later on again when some sort of pervy lifeguards just rescued a woman and then starts copping off with her. Good times. Yeah, really, really odd. I can only imagine that it was edited for telly. I don't know what this version was. The it's X-rated good. Baywatch pilot yeah, movie. very, very Hikushi's odd. Hakushi's
1: having a go at eliminating Shawn Michaels. Oh some might say he'll probably skin the cat. cat I, think, I think that could happen. <laughs> oh, no, he's not even going to bother going out. He kind of he half-skinned
2: um, the yeah. cat. He took its legs off.
1: I really <laughs> want to see an Owen Hart-Hakushi mm. match.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be really good.
1: It's a shame. This is the genuine last time
3: we'll see Hikushi, So Really? Oh, oh, look at that.
2: And he's amazing, isn't he? Oh, and he's, he's just been
3: eliminated. And he's that been. was smooth, though. Smooth as. Aoi Montoya. It's, it's jockstrap face is out. He's still here. Yeah. The, the Portuguese Mano
2: War. We, have we seen him really do anything no, In I think he's the another one
1: we haven't seen since the last
3: Royal Rumble.
2: He occasionally turns up, you know, where they look at their Raw Recap type thing, what's been happening on Someone's Raw? Someone's battered him. And he's just there, yeah. but we've never really
3: seen him. What do you think are the biggest names ever to come out of Portugal? Cristiano Ronaldo. Who was who was the um, explorer? Was it Magellan? Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: <laughs> say Magellan. The wasn't...
2: famous explorer of football.
1: <laughs> no, not a footballer of football. Exploring. Aldo Montoya is 21, in case
3: you were wondering. I think he's really? just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well done.
2: Very good. Where's Jerry Lawler? Is he still hiding? We haven't even had any shots of him just like, peeking out from the ring. Well, Never we've had just...
3: the one. We know he's there.
2: Yeah, but people have just
3: forgotten about him. Yeah. You know some of those um, times where The Undertaker's been hiding under his ring? Uh, I've read somewhere that occasionally he does like hide under there for the whole show.
1: Yeah, there was How a story boring about is, that.: be? There was a story about Mr. Perfect having to do it and, for one show and uh, took a shit under the ring.: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sure Michaels has remembered Jerry Lawler's under there, or he's crawling over <laughs> <it> himself.: <laughs> Well, that's interesting.: There's now a royal Rumble going on underneath the ring.: <laughs> Yes. Oh, and he's
3: <laughs> pulling out a pair of legs. Oh, the oh. Jerry the King Lawler's legs. It'd be brilliant if they were like fake Santa legs. <laughs>
2: or, or just someone different. He's holding um, on to loads of electrical cabling. Yeah,
3: Here we lose the feed for a few minutes.
1: Well, he did balls up the audio at WrestleMania 11. Yeah.
3: Well well done, Sean, for remembering that.
1: Pushing it's a back. good Royal Rumble tactic. Well yeah, done, Jerry yeah. Lawler. You probably increased your dwell time by about half an hour. Yeah.
2: Do you recommend The Undertaker's under there for the whole show? Maybe you'd sort of like take a Game Boy to Well, now, yeah, you just take an
1: iPad. Oh, mm. Tatonka's eliminated Aldo Montoya.
2: Yeah, occasionally... Has Jerry Lawler just gone? Possibly. I think Sean Michaels might have just eliminated him. Oh, it's him. Big Daddy call.
1: His shirt now just says Big Daddy.
2: He is Big Daddy. Well, no, actually, Big Daddy was a different guy. That was Shirley Crabtree, wasn't it?
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. He uh, need to model himself on someone different. They've got different body shapes.
3: But, um, you know the, they have the mics under the ring for the, for the sounds? Yeah. You'd have to be quite careful, then, not to be too close to those mics and make a noise if you, if you are playing on an iPad or something <laughs> say and everyone you, can just hear Angry Birds or, or say if you're watching Breaking Bad for example
1: tonka has gone yeah courtesy of Diesel
2: he's having a go at Owen and Bob Ollie.
3: no taking them both on
2: wow Diesel's got a good run in the rumbles, hasn't he? Maybe he'll just eliminate loads of people and we'll be left with a standoff between. Well, this is
1: only his second Royal Rumble. He had the good performance in one Royal
2: Rumble. Yeah. He's got a hundred percent good performances so far. Oh, they bump back into oh. back.
3: they turn around. Oh, Big Daddy Cool has just gone for it. Shawn Michaels is straight up. He kinda no kind of sold
2: that, didn't
1: he? he? Did yeah.
3: Fair enough. I tell you <coughs> what, there's a good deal of aggression in this Royal Rumble. That like nobody's holding back. They're actually smacking each other. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I
2: think this has been a very good
3: one so far. Oh, Owen Hart, good Weasley tactic. He's having a go at um, Kevin Nash with some success now. Backing him into a corner, some shoulder thrusts. This is the Paul Scriven's play-by-play section. It is. <laughs> um, Bob Holly's just walking around. Oh, we've got another double feature. Yes, and King has gone over the top. Fairly harsh landing on his uh, legs. Oh, well, this could be a good skin the cat.
2: Again, I think he's only
3: getting half it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a full one.
2: He got the other half to make up for the half he got earlier.
3: Yeah. Ooh.
2: Facing to the stern buckle. These are all the people that are left in it now, isn't it? Triple H, Diesel, Bob Holly, Shawn Michaels, and Owen. There's no one hiding on the outside. No, there's
1: no
3: one hiding yeah, think, under the ring. That's, we'll a, that's a
2: fairly high caliber.
3: Yeah. Five, five and set to be and in. Bob Holly. And now oh, Karma. Is Owen Hart skinning the cat? Did he just skin it?
1: Karma's shaved his head. Karma he looks has.
3: fairly hard there. Karma is fairly hard. He looks think. pretty mean.
1: This is the last we'll see of Karma for a bit as well before he turns back up in ninety seven.
2: Hmm. Is is the Godfather when he comes back. No, he's, oh, he's, he's Karma he's Mustafa in the nation. In the nation yeah. yeah,
1: and gradually becomes the Godfather, doesn't
2: he? So he's he's like a what, like a Black Panther militant who, t- who turns into a black stereotype. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting
1: career progression.
2: Well, he, has, well, he started he, off as a voodoo a master, voodoo doctor. Yeah.
3: Well, we've got three pairs now. We've got Owen working on Triple H. We've got Shawn Michaels working on Karma. Oh, sorry, on um, Bob Holly. And Karma with Big Daddy Cool. What a classic that would be. Yeah. Yeah. The instant classic. So
2: uh, the, the, the heat's kind of gone out of the rumble at the minute. Yeah. And we've got those sorts of like almost like rest periods where they're all in corners just doing punches yeah. or trying to lift people.
3: Let's kill another two minutes.
2: This is where I should have talked about, Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
3: I'll forgive you. Well, it's, it's been an interesting one so far. It started off quite, we this really hot patch that we've just gone, kind of gone through, and I think we're just coming out the other side.
1: We had a slop patch as well.
3: We, we did, did have a slop indeed, patch. Yeah. What number are we up to?
1: The next entrant will be 24. Wow. Uh,
2: so we're, we're approaching the end, where the, where the winner comes in at number 30.
1: Yeah, the bin man.
2: Yeah, the bin man who will definitely win, because, you know... I have a very distinct memory of... One Royal Rumble that Hogan wins when Mr. Perfect's number thirty. Is that ninety? Yeah, that's ninety. Yeah, yeah. And even as a kid, I was really, really upset that Hulk Hogan won that.
3: Where is it? Ninety-one.
2: It, it had the big boss man on the front cover of the video.
3: So is is this one coming in now? Number twenty-four. This one coming in now is twenty-four. So, two, so,
2: so one, and it is.
3: It's a lot of, so loads there. of smoke. It's, uh, is this? The Ringmaster. It is indeed the Ringmaster. Oh shit. It showed a very weird angle on one of the promos it's Stone um, Cold before and I thought it looked like his arms were too big to be Steve Austin.
1: The ringmaster made his WWF debut on the January the 8th Raw in an interview segment with Brother Love. Ted DiBiase claimed he had spent the whole of 1995 looking for a worthy million-dollar champion, obviously not looking with his own corporation, <laughs> and had finally found him. The ringmaster proceeded to cut a pretty shoddy promo, but I'm certain he'll do better in the future. Yes. He would then make his WWF in-ring debut on the 15th of January Raw, defeating Matt Hardy. The Ringmaster name wasn't created specifically for Steve Austin. Apparently, the WWF had had it copyrighted for years, waiting for someone to use it. Really? Yep. I don't think it's the greatest name. We'll cover how the Ringmaster got here in a future episode. Sean Markers is, again, Mm. half-skinning a cat. Mm. Can you half-skin a
3: cat? I reckon you Mm. can. Top-half, bottom-half? I've got to say, Steve Austin came in with a lot of energy. Um, Bob Holly just tried to slingshot him over the top, and he climbed back in. Um, he has, got, has, he got, has he got Oh and he's oh. kicked Bob Holly out Bob Holly had another good run in the Rumble He has
1: in fact the second longest run in this Royal Rumble At 39 minutes and 35 seconds
3: Good mm. old reliable
2: steady yeah. Bob Holly
1: he's, he's a hand you want on your card Yeah
2: he's, he's doing the business and He's doing it well and getting yeah. underappreciated for it
3: I've got, I've got to ask What sort of status was Steve Austin When he joined WWF then How well was he regarded
1: I think he's regarded as a good hand as he was in WCW, but I don't think at the time they see
3: him as a main event. So they're not not seeing him as a superstar signing. Oh god, no, as a, no. As a as a solid yeah,
2: They, they yeah. I don't think this is the guy that's gonna win our the
3: company. company. Yeah. No, by by
1: no stretch of the imagination do they think that. That's Shawn Michaels that's gonna lead them into the new millennium.
3: Oh mm. yeah. Until he loses his smile. Three, two. Are one. you looking
1: forward to knowing what that means yet? Yeah
2: oh, it's, it's Barry Horowitz
1: He's patting himself on the back And stereotype Jewish music is playing
2: Maybe he could win That'd be a big night There's people dancing in the front for Barry yeah. They love him
1: That'll always be a fond memory won't it Summerslam 95 Barry yeah. Horowitz and Skip
2: Barry Horowitz wins And everyone
3: loves it
1: For the record the shortest time in this Royal Rumble Is squat team member number 2 <laughs> Who lasted 24 <laughs> seconds
3: <laughs> But it's, it's quite interesting, the last two entrants, because when Steve Austin came in, I think we were four-fifths through Rumble, and now with Barry Horowitz, we're five-sixths of the way through the Rumble. <laughs> Excellent. Good to know.
2: That's Owen Hart showing Sean because there how to fully skin a cat.
3: Hmm. I've, I've got to say, I do, I do like Barry Horowitz. Where does that phrase come from?
2: I don't know, because I've never skinned a cat, but if it is anything like... Skinning a flipping yourself over the ropes. I don't, I, I don't know.
1: Have you ever skinned anything?
2: Banana. Yeah.
1: I imagine that's different. Skinning the banana sounds like something filthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he's on the in the ring skinning his banana. Oh, oh yeah.
1: my god, he's Japanese rain goggled over the ropes.
2: Yeah, is it... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't google that, people. Yeah. I really, oh. really don't Google wolf bagging, which is even worse. What's wolf bagging? I'm not going to say. Yeah.
1: The longest time in this Royal Rumble was Hunter Hearst Helmsley at 48 minutes and one he's second. Just gone, but he's gone. A good, I, I a kind good, of good show, that.
2: a good show from him though.
1: Well, you get to see it again, here, Look, okay, double feature. So his friend Diesel, bang, and he's done. Yeah, bang, and the dirt is gone.
3: So, to be fair, he lasted well considering. You know, he'd if he'd have lasted somewhere.
1: 48 minutes when he came in at number 30, he'd yeah. definitely won it.
3: So we're up to number 26 now Is he still just carrying the, the clicks bags, bags at this yeah.
1: point With the entrance of Fatou at number 26 We are ah. 26 thirtieths through this Royal Rumble We are, can you cancel that down? <laughs> 13 fifteenths
2: 13
3: fifteenths, yeah it's a, shame. it's a shame we couldn't have Continued a more elaborate pattern, but never mind Well, I was taking the piss <laughs> okay.
1: Fair news This is the last, we'll see Fatou for a bit as well But he'll still be around
2: does he, do, he just do? Is oh, I'm not on telly but
1: for 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 a while,
2: but he leaves and comes back as Rikishi. Is that right? Or does he just morph into Rikishi? Wait and see. Okay,
1: morph into him.
2: Barry Horowitz's hair. Just take time to look at that.
1: Did he win? Has he won mullet of the night? He's
2: definitely had one. Yeah, because it is it is amazing. And it's very unique. Cause it's the curly mullet. It's
1: a Jew mullet.
2: Yeah, a Jullet.
1: A Jullet. Jullit. I don't know. Juliet sounds better.
2: Yeah, if 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 anyone knows the technical terminology for that,
1: my friend Joel's Jewish. I'll ask him.
2: Fair enough, that would give us a, you know a definitive answer. Yeah. D- did Austin shave his head when he came straight into the WWF?
1: No, he was bald towards the end, very end of his WCW he run. Had, and he's bald. He, he he he's had... that sort of hair. It's not bald, bald, but it's very short. Tightly buzzed. So like a number one all over. Yeah, yeah. In, in ECW. Because he
2: had, like, um, blonde boy, boy band curtains, didn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Jewel
2: <laughs> Barry Horowitz's pants are a little bit like Bob Backlund's, but a slightly different shade. They're, they're good, a much,
3: good stuff. They've got a bit more pizzazz. You reckon? Yeah.
2: Well, in many ways, Barry Horowitz has a bit more pizzazz than almost everyone. I'm trying
3: to get the word pizzazz over in this episode. Is that your
2: word of the episode?
3: Might be. I think it's a bit, you know... Pizazzy is a bit more Pazazzy than Snazzy. <laughs> but Snazzy is Snazzier than Pazazzy. Possibly. And what number are we going say. for now?
1: 27, which is statistically the two, winningest number. One. The winningest number.
3: We could also say we're 90% of the way through the Rumble now. This guy's definitely going to Oh, wait, win it's that it. evil dentist guy. It's Kane.
2: Is it, was he in last year's Royal Rumble?
1: No, he'd not debuted then. No.
2: So first of many for this guy, mm-hmm. then. Yes,
1: obviously he'll go on to compete in more Royal Rumbles than anyone. In fact, his bullet, his bullet
2: is superb. I reckon that that might be a winner. I'll credit him as Kane as well. Oh, Barry's oh Barry gone. Horowitz has gone. Who threw him out? Kane. Owen.
3: Oh, Owen. Yeah. Oh, that was lovely. Awesome enziguri from uh, from Owen. But from that's Sean. obviously the move
1: that caused Sean's yeah, concussion and issues. And Sean, uh, Sean
3: yeah. is staying down, and as he I mean, he's done some should. kind of gesture. And just kind of gone. You're finished. So throw him out, Owen. Throw him out. It's a bit of a good question. Why didn't Sean go after Owen more? Yeah, Isn't Gangnam
2: having a bit of a, uh, a Barney with Diesel? Isn't he the new Diesel? What happened he, just off yeah, shot there? He that is correct. like a Diesel versus Diesel in the Royal Rumble.
1: Mm. Uh, Owen Hart's been eliminated while they were doing that little replay. It
3: looked like Diesel might eliminate them both.
2: Did Shawn Michaels eliminate him?
1: I believe. I think so. it was
3: no. I think it was Diesel was running them both towards the ropes. Let's have a look. Well, they're going to give us a, an instant replay. Oh, you'd hope so. They're, come on, really so many scene.
2: people are trying to get out. Fatou He's listed oh. as being eliminated
1: by Michaels and Diesel. I think okay. that
2: Steve Austin just did the Bruce Hart oh, award that's... whopper clothesline right. on Shawn Michaels whopper. and killed him.
1: And Shawn Michaels took it well. And There's actually... your main event of WrestleMania in two years.
2: Mm. Wow, how weird!
1: It's weird when you look at things like that, yeah. like yeah, random matches. Where
2: will this actually come from? Yeah.
1: Like you know, that velocity match from two thousand and three with John Cena and Brian Danielson. You think there's your SummerSlam twenty thirteen main event. Mm.
2: That's odd, isn't it? Was it a squash match?
1: No, actually, Brian gets a fair amount of offense in it. Really? It's, it's, it's yeah. odd.
2: I've never seen it.
3: It's worth watching.
2: It's got. Daniel Bryan in it. I don't go out of my way to watch John Cena matches.
3: It's though. Marty Janetti. He's got a sort of black
1: and white almost that version. Marty
2: Janetti. should he win the Royal Rumble, will definitely reach the main event status. status. That is your ticket to main event status. Yeah.
1: Bret Hart versus Marty Janetti.
2: I'd watch that. That'd be yeah. amazing.
1: He's kind of a. He'll be around for a while longer,
3: but he shortly has a heel turn, and that's really it for him. He's going after Kane. I can't really call him Isaac Yankum because Kane is just such a better name. It's less
2: syllables
3: Adam, plus it's not an evil
1: dentist notes. what are you writing there Adam what what are you writing
2: writing down mullet notes oh, oh, okay. mullet notes what okay. are you writing nothing,
3: no,
1: nothing. I've I'm not, not got a pen
3: anything. in my hand <laughs> but you've got something with pen in, in your hand oh it's a good gag
2: it was a, it was a bit a uh, bit crass for you.
3: Paul. Yeah, that is that is out of character. It wasn't crass; it was just good word wordplay. Okay, no. <laughs> then. <But> is, <laughs> is that when it's okay? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it's okay if it, if it, if it's got some literacy behind it. So if like naughty letters come up in countdown, countdown. that's all right. Well, you, you you presumably seen shots of Carol Vorderman and Rachel Riley where they stand in front of the letter O. Yeah, the first letter O.
2: I've seen some.
1: I'd someone... like to
3: see Rachel Riley's O. <laughs> it
2: was in an net- in an issue of, like, Loaded or something in the late 90s, and someone had photoshopped a picture of Carol Vorderman, you know, as they stand with, like, a nine-letter mm. word, and they just photoshopped it, so it wank me off. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd signed it But that never happened.
3: Mm. <laughs> Excellent.
6: Yeah, it was, it but, was but, funny.
3: But rude words do come up on Countdown, and some of them are allowable. So, have you, have you seen the, the, the classic... We'll no. have to explain a bit more than that. Well, okay, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go into um one one contestant saw a six-letter word "wanker" as as a genuine word, which was allowed because it's an allowable word. But then the other contestant says, "Oh, well, we've got a pair of wankers then." <laughs>
1: Twenty-nine is the British bulldog. It's the
3: British bulldog. I was wondering when he was going to turn up. He was obviously the runner-up in last year's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Stay tuned for more amusing countdown anecdotes. Jonathan's
2: so kind of... there's a massive bulldog sign on a bed sheet that keeps coming up every now and again. He's definitely got some fans in there. Uh, I've
3: got to say, those trousers are tasseltastic. <laughs> there's Diana Hart. In a
2: really tight top.
3: It's quite tight, isn't it? Um, she's,
2: yeah, yeah. she's all right.
1: She went like beauty queen contests and stuff, didn't she? Really? She's at WrestleCon, Adam. You can go meet her as well.
2: So That tight there. top that you're wearing in, in Raw Rumble 96 really enhanced your
3: bust. Marty Jeanette is descended from the Royal Rumble.
2: <laughs> He's crashed out of main event status. Oh, Isaac Yankum, or Diesel is having a go at Diesel.
3: Well, I've got to say, it, it's getting to the kind of the sharp point of the event, and I can only assume that it's going to be. Oh! Whoa! Ringmaster's gone, courtesy of Fatou, who say... fucked his own bump there. Oh, this, this, this is going to be awesome because Duke the Drumster Dross has got to come in. Who the who? What? <laughs> Duke the Duke, Duke the jumpster Duke.
2: <laughs> That's a different gimmick.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like a really racist dancing black man gimmick. Uh,
2: Duke is definitely going to win that. He's number 30. Look, he'll clear out all this yeah. dead wood. All these tired people with his trash can maybe. And I mean, he'll be not... on his way to headline WrestleMania.
3: Karma's got to go next. Do you think he'll give up his career as a bin man once he
1: main events WrestleMania?
2: Yeah, that's probably the one thing that would make him reevaluate his life choices.
1: Maybe if Bob Holly won it, he could give up his race car career. Do
2: you think there's any bin
1: man that have wrestler gimmicks, <laughs> <laughs> or a How? race car driver that wrestles that races in <laughs> wrestling pants? <laughs>
2: or luchador mask.
3: <laughs> I think that would be a
2: WCW sign being held up there—that green one.
3: God, your eyes are on fire, Adam. <laughs> Not literally that would The be winner hideous. of the Royal
2: Rumble has Dust
3: Ented. arrived. Dust arrived. You're, you've got my JD thing. Oh, yeah. Where I can't He also has a mullet. Them. He does. He's gone straight for Kane. Mm.
1: Bulldog and Sean are having a bit of a fight on the outside. the outside. I don't think either of them's eliminated. No, I don't think so. Sean's and, just and
2: telling Bulldog what he's going to do to the him The referee's now. just
1: saying, go back inside. Oh, oh asked. joined in. Despite being
2: eliminated. There's a bit mm. too much Sean's gonna overcome adversity in this match for my mm. liking.
3: What do you mean? <laughs> I don't think Sean's had enough of adversity. Joe
2: Briscoe's there again. Who's the guy in the, like, the, the grey suit? Who's that?
3: Tony Guerrilla. He's got some curly hair. He looks like ass. Mark
2: Hughes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but with less curly hair, yeah. kind of once he started managing, maybe. I quite like Mark Hughes in the early nineties. Yeah. Mark Hughes was prolific.
2: He was he was good in Sensible World of Soccer ninety six.
3: Which is the only
2: football game that I will ever play and
3: enjoy. Soccer soccer 95 was the best thing to come out of 1995. (laughs) Really? I don't don't think it was Not Jerry Lawler's mum. (laughs) Oh, hang on. Kane's gone in a rather silly fashion. Yeah.
2: He'll
3: have another go over the next few years, don't worry. Yeah,
2: he might appear in another
3: one. Oh, Oh, we're down Ah. to our
2: final four. Duke lied to us. Duke the jumpster is gone. He lied to us.
1: Final four are Karma, of all people, Diesel, the British Bulldog, and Shawn Michaels. Why wasn't Owen one of the final four? Yeah.
2: I mean, maybe because Karma's proved himself over the years to be such a
3: reliable Oh, fighter. that was lovely. That was a that, brilliant skin. That sequence. was like
2: skinning the cat and eating yeah.
3: it. Now I was going to skin it here. So Bulldog like, should just grab his feet there, though. I've yeah, got to say, say,
2: no, you're not doing
3: that. That was, that was relatively textbook, although he's labouring on the top rope for a little bit longer than is sensible. And
1: karma's gone oh. quite a nasty bump! Oh, and, and Diesel turned kick. into
3: a super kick. Well, that end really came all of a sudden, and um, Shawn Michaels has won the Royal Rumble Shawn 1996.
2: Michaels. He appears to be quite happy.
3: Everyone's happy. At 58 minutes and 49
1: seconds. So it didn't have to last an hour. Hmm.
2: He overcame all the odds yeah. and won.
3: That was that was good work, Sean.
1: Yeah, the timing's definitely not completely there in terms of 90 seconds.
3: Yeah.
1: Because that would mean all the entrants had come out after 45 minutes and the last mm-hmm. section of that was not for 15 minutes or 13 minutes yeah. since and, um, the number 30 came out.
3: I've got to say, did the little um, big boss man stamp? Did he? Oh, Diesel kind of may possibly not be happy. Diesel looks a little pissed, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just kind of making his way out, but not really. What did you make to that Royal Rumble then?
2: You know what? There were some dry patches, but I really enjoyed it. Mm. Oh, Diesel's attacking the Bulldog in for, the for the no reason way. while Doc Hendricks stands stands there trying to put a mark in his face,
3: and and the referee just kind of ambles up behind. Um, it was a relatively slow start. Had that amazing patch in the middle. I mean, I really like the little Razor Ramon one two three kid thing. That yeah. was brilliant the vader thing the was vader amazing it
2: was amazing yeah there was
3: some lightning action that kind of middle section was was absolutely possibly the best section of a rumble that i've seen um and it picked up again towards the end that kind of last two minutes was pretty hot as well
2: yeah is diesel going to the ring to have a word with sean who's just prancing around and wiggling he's, his bottom he's, he's
3: twerking again he is twerking he's
2: taking what's he taking
3: off it's kind Some sort of like of
2: got, chap type. Thing. I thought he was taking off his pants. Yeah, it's no. kind
3: of like an outside pants, like like an outside. pants,
2: And he's actually he taking off his shorts. fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> Sean just got his arse out. He again. almost got
3: his cock out on pay per view. He very nearly did.
2: Diesel was very unimpressed with that. He's like, "This is a family show, Sean." What
3: you he thinking? looks really young, there, Sean Michaels. Does doesn't he? he? He is quite young. No, but really young. Dan, Dan Griffiths Griffith
1: takes it in
3: the ring. ring. Who
2: is Dan Griffith?
1: Did he, or do you, take it in the ring?
2: Yeah, if you listen, <laughs> let us know.
1: NCP sign? Sure Michaels. He's back. He's back.
2: He is back.
1: Oh, they're going to do their There's That's the NCP sign. Thing. Good riddance, and then there's Hogan and Savage.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's harsh. <laughs> oh, so are they friends now?
3: Oh, well, I sure guess a so. A little jump and a high five. Paul found amusing.
1: music yeah I quite like that Royal Rumble I have it's, quite it's a fond a good, memories it's, it's of it it's a
2: good one it's a good one Sean's still still just warming into a dance again
1: I would say of the three we've watched it's probably the best
2: yeah I think there's a consistent thing through
1: WWF simply the best and one more replay of Sean super kicking Diesel over the top
2: while Karma <laughs> looks confused
1: yeah and we're done Right, we'll get set up to talk about the main event and we'll run through that and finish off the show.
2: Yeah, how much time does Sean spend posturing here?
1: Our main event of the evening is the WWF title match between Bret Hart and The Undertaker. This bout was announced during the Bret Hart-British Bulldog match at In Your House 5. On the January 8th Raw, Paul Bearer and The Undertaker cut a promo claiming that they were coming for the WWF title at the behest of the Creatures of the Night. As seen during the promo video, Bret cut a promo claiming he wasn't afraid of The Undertaker and well that's about it that's your set up for this one they've not really interacted on television nothing's really been added as fuel to the fire you've just kind of got the intrigue of Undertaker
2: competing for the world title so why does it take precedence over the rumble match no idea because I can, I can understand it if you've got a massive feud that has got loads of momentum that might eclipse the rumble match but if you've not really done an awful lot to promote this match and it's happening for no real reason
3: uh, well I, I think I know the answer to this go on then well I believe it's because of Diesel and setting up that interaction and and heading further forward. Yeah, possibly. You couldn't couldn't have had that otherwise.
1: I mean, we've moaned enough about Brett being the world champion and not being in the main event. We should be grateful that he is the world champion and in the main event. But I would caveat that with the Royal Rumble should probably always be the main event. Yes. Undertaker enters first with Paul Bearer. Diesel is on his way back to the locker room from the Royal Rumble and he isn't happy. He shoves Paul Bearer and charges the Undertaker. Taker sees it coming and officials attempt to separate them. Diesel claims he isn't afraid of the dark. Which is nice to know.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: What What year was Fear of the Dark, Adam? 1992. That would be an Iron Maiden album, I take it. And song. I would say that it's a reasonably good album. It's kind of a mixed bag.
1: Taker doesn't really get to resume his entrance. He just sort of finishes walking to the ring.
2: I kind of get why they're doing this, but I don't like it, because The Undertaker's entrance, now, we've, we've seen it really, it's it's got up to a plateau of greatness. Really, really good. People like it. And then just having it cut halfway through, and then uh, the lights come up, and, and that's it. And then he just wanders to the ring. Yeah, it's a real damp finish to his entrance.
3: Also, I think that Paul Bearer looks like a fake stunt Paul Bearer here. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> isn't. He just doesn't look like himself, though. He's just different. having an off
2: day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stunt Paul
3: Vera. It's a very
2: unique job. You auditioning for it.
1: Oh, yes! (laughs) It's getting better.
2: You have to put on about £400, I reckon. I'm trying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brett enters to a decent-sized pop, and Taker still has his facial appliance. Oh, my word. Trademark Vince McMahon. It's not a
2: wrong statement, is it? But it is a wrong statement. It just makes me think kitchen appliance... His facial kitchen appliance. I feel like it should be doing more than just be a mask. Where, where'd you get facial appliances from? But we did
3: Google. We did face, Google facial, facial <laughs> appliances <laughs> to see what would come What's up. What's the number one thing that comes? It was up? all like, like
1: prosthetic prosthetics for like yeah. horror movies and sci-fi movies. So in fact, Vince isn't he's, wrong, he's, is it? He? No, he's, he's he's kind of right. He's kind of on the money. It just sounds wrong. But it's not a facial appliance. It's a fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs> And if we could cut together the amount of times he says (laughs) sodding facial appliance from this match, this episode will be about three hours longer than it would normally be. Uh, It was really grating on me by the end of the match.
3: It really was. He was getting quite perturbed.
1: Which is a shame because this match is like nearly 30 fucking minutes long.
2: Yeah, it does go
1: on. Brett dodges Taker's attacks to open and then tries punches on The Undertaker but he no-sells and grabs Brett, throwing him into the corner.
2: But I will say the Undertaker's no-selling here is great. It's not the no-selling where you just don't react whatsoever. He sort of reacts a little bit, but each time his head goes back and he comes he comes forwards a little bit more, Yeah, I think uh, that's dead good. It's very sort of Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, it's not Hogan or Lex Luger no-selling in it. Yeah. It looks like somebody's not done anything to you. It's not prick no-selling. Yeah, yeah. It's quite slow. Yes. Undertaker chokes Brett as Earl Hebner counts, but Taker, let's go. Taker whips Brett into another corner and lifts him up on the rebound for a choke hold. And yeah, my note at this point is very slow pace to open.
3: Well, one of my, and this is from slightly later on in the match, but it's all a bit of a blur in my mind, to be honest. I've put, even when the tempo is increased, it feels a bit laboured. Right. Because there's portions where you think they're trying to take this up a notch, but it hasn't got the, the kind of the snap to it.
1: Clubbing, throat thrusts, Irish whips into corners. Face hold, yeah, this isn't exactly thrilling. But the face hold does get a two count. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? You don't see
2: anybody else do it. I've not seen
1: anybody else no, do no. it. it.
2: A hand completely over the face, isn't it?
1: Brett gets his foot on the ropes, but Paul Bearer shoves it away.
2: That's unusual for Paul Bearer. He's been isn't a bit there?
1: heelish. Yeah. 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 Taker finally lets go of the face hold, but then puts it back on again. Brett gets whipped into the corner and Taker charges, but Brett gets a boot up. He clotheslines Taker over the top rope, but Taker lands on his feet. Does he ever not land on his feet? There's probably one instance of it, but it does look cool yeah, yeah, it's, when, when he it's does. Cool, yeah. he, he, he does it well. Brett hits a Pescado and punches Taker on the protective mats. Taker sits up and tries to attack Brett getting back in the ring, but Brett fights him off. Brett launches himself at Taker off the apron, but Taker catches the hitman and rams him into the steel ring post. That, that was a good catch again. There's
3: some good catching going on tonight.
2: And there's a decent reaction to that. I think that's the first time that the crowd kind of sit up,
3: actually. You'd want some of these in your cricketing fielding team. Would uh, you? I would. Kind of join the entrances. I, put, I wrote that the crowd already, because the crowd were quite up for it at the entrances, but already the, the crowd have really quietened down until mm. some slightly more interesting reactions later on. Taker breaks the
1: count and resumes his throat thrusts.
3: Taker looks to throw Brett
1: into another post, but Brett counters, shoving Taker into it. No sell from Taker, who takes back over immediately. He rams Brett into the steel barriers. Taker attempts to whip Brett into the steel steps, but Brett counters and Taker takes it full on on the knees.
3: I've put like a hero.
2: This is why he can't walk so well these days.
3: It's quite interesting what happens after this, because after this portion of the match... Brett starts working the knee but his right knee goes into the steps and I notice later on Brett's working on the left knee and I kind of we looked back at it, didn't we? Yeah. We ran it a little bit so we could just see if he was working the wrong knee. But actually, he lands slightly awkwardly on his left
1: yeah, knee. Yeah, so it's his right knee that hits the, the steps, steps, but it's his left knee that he then lands it's on. on.
2: It's it's horrible, but it's an amazing book. It,
3: it really yeah. is kind of... Really amazing. Actually, how mankind would have taken it. Is well, that what
2: Mick Fowley says in his books
3: that... You, you've got to take it with your knee, really. Yeah.
1: To, if you want to make it look bad, but also if you want to reduce your ability to walk in later life. Yeah. Taker's
2: still doing this bump very late on, isn't he? Yeah. He's still doing this knees-to-the-step thing, even when he really is struggling to walk a little bit.
1: Which explains the one match a year. Yeah. Brett targets the left knee of the Undertaker, as Paul so helpfully pointed out, as they head back into the ring. This also goes on for some time. Brett applies a figure four, which Taker does sell somewhat, as Vince tells us that Paul Bearer has melted down the remnants of the urn into
2: another urn. urn. Clever stuff. That postmodernism. It's very finest. I noticed there was a sign in the audience that said, bring back the warrior. Interesting. They should probably do that.
1: Taker reverses the hold and Brett grabs the ropes. Taker and Brett both have gammy knees now. (laughs) I like the (laughs) The word gammy. Yeah, it was the appropriate use of it. Brett retains the advantage as Vince and Perfect discuss Taker's facial appliance. It's not a beauty contest here in the World Wrestling Federation... Not my words, the words of
2: Vince McMahon. <laughs> More... well, it will very explicitly turn into a beauty contest at some point later on, won't it? Yes. yes.
1: More knee work from Brett as Brett tries to remove the facial appliance, but Taker fights him off. Rest in peace chance from the crowd as Brett lays on Taker's knee. It's not quite Bulldog Diesel, but it's not a million miles away. Taker counters kneeing Brett in the face.
2: Yeah, I quite like that.
1: Undertaker throws Brett to the outside and rams his head into the steel steps. Taker grabs some electrical cord and chokes Brett with it as the crowd boo loudly. I think, yeah.
3: I think Mr Perfect later on explains that it's speaker cable, to Had be it. specific.
2: I was wondering, what's the ref doing while he's doing this? But as we pull back, we see that Paul, Paul Bear has been on the distraction. In the same way that Sonny was. What? Slightly less sexy manner. Showing a bit of thigh.
1: <laughs> it's like those things. Have you seen someone put online a couple of weeks ago the Funkadactyl's entrance, but with Brock Lesnar and Rusev doing it? <laughs> <laughs> you no. should edit Paul Bearer doing like Sonny's entrance, teasing and bending over showing his cleavage. Oh, God. Taker walks Brett around the ring and throws him into the timekeeper's table before attacking Brett with a chair to more booze. Back in the ring, Taker misses a big boot and Brett goes back to work on the knee. Now, Brett's getting booed.
2: The crowd really don't know. It's weird.
1: They They don't know who to go for, do they?
3: The the, the commentators talk about mixed emotions, but I I just put booze. (laughs) (laughs) Brett wraps
1: Taker's leg around the ring post to some more booze, and in the ring, something, 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 Brett works on Taker's leg. Yeah. Yeah. Taker fights back with a leg drop and a clothesline, and now he's getting booed. Taker looks for the tombstone, but his leg sort of buckles and Brett grabs onto the ropes, pulling himself to the outside. Taker grabs Brett as he gets back into the ring, but the hitman hangs the dead man on the ropes. Brett hits a DDT to booze and rolls over for a cover, but he only gets a two and Taker sits up. That rollover was very nice though, wasn't it? Was very yeah, he fluid. sort of flips over backwards into the yeah. cover. It was mm. good. Russian leg sweep, Taker sits up. Bulldog, Taker sits up. Backbreaker, Taker tries to sit up, but can't. Axe handle by Brett off the second rope to a massive mixed reception.
3: Yeah. Brett looks for the sharpshooter, but Taker grabs Brett by the throat. I mean, in that sequence, that, that whole sit-up bit was interesting before the axe handle. Because I think there was a bit of miscommunication there, because it kind of looked like he was going to sit up, sat up a bit, saw Brett and then thought, oh, I'm going to go back down this time. Realised he wasn't supposed to do it. And I'm also, I'm going I'm to ask you about this term "fightingist." Is it a word? Vince says it is. I'm well, con- that's concrete then. I'm not convinced. It sounds like somebody playing Scrabble that's trying to get a few extra points.
1: <laughs> I understand the sentiment it's meant to convey. It's yeah. meant to convey that he defends the belt more than anyone has ever defended the belt. And they use with tenacious, maybe. But the word most defensive champion doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. Fighting is...
3: At least it sounds aggressive, I guess.
1: They used it as far back as when Brett first wins the title in 92. I think about two weeks after he's held the belt, he's the fightingest champion ever. Brett looks for the sharpshooter, but Taker grabs Brett by the throat. Taker stands up, and they run a double
3: clothesline spot. That was actually quite well done. The, the, the double clothesline. I guess it's not easy to do when you're, you know, fairly different sizes.
1: Yeah, they, they did a good make job it of it. it look I thought, good yeah. Yeah. and equal. Brett removes a corner pad from a turnbuckle, and again, Brett goes for the facial appliance, but Taker fights him off. However, as they emerge from their struggle, Brett has successfully removed the mask. Brett gets an elbow to the face of Undertaker and rams him into the exposed turnbuckle and gets booed for it. Out of nowhere, Taker sets Brett up for the tombstone and hits it. Earl Hebner helpfully slides to the other side of the ring to count, allowing Diesel to pull him out of the ring. Hebner signals for the bell and Fink tells us that Brett has been disqualified at 28.31 as Diesel flips Taker the bird and leaves.
2: And it was at this point I noticed that, that Gator sign had reappeared right right at the end of the match. Yeah,
3: and, and there was also an NCP sign. Fan of car parks in the audience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, 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 at first we thought it might be an NGP, NGP. sign yeah. and, and Techno Team 2000 <laughs> were messing with us again, but it, it was a car park sign, yeah. yeah. Vince tells us Taker was robbed of the world title and a video package ends the show. Too long.
3: Oh, I didn't like the match. Why? Because it wasn't very good. It was, it was, an, it was an, an interesting one because I think we talked about this after the pay-per-view because we were looking at the cover, you know, when the screen came back on the DVD and saying, you know, so that's an awesome cover. Because you were talking about it perhaps being one of the first videos that you bought. Yeah, you so when I it.
1: got back into it in 99, I, this was at the age when I first had jobs and I could go out and afford to buy my own stuff, I definitely bought a ton of the events I've missed on video. And definitely Raw Rumble 96 was one of
3: the first ones I bought. And, it, and as I say, it's because you say, take a Bret Hart, this is going to be really good. And it has quite high expectations, just as two people think they're going to put on a good match. They're, they're surely going to put on a good match. But it was quite slow. It was quite laboured. There were a few decent spots in it, but it wasn't well stitched together.
1: I mean, I should have bought SummerSlam 97 or One Night Only, as they have... Undertaker Bret Hart matches on it that are way better. But I picked this one. Where did you buy them from at that age? HMV, I think, used to have... Uh, And Virgin definitely used to have a load of them. I definitely remember spending lunch breaks wandering around Virgin reading the back covers of videos. I've seen divided opinion on this match, some going as far to say this is the best taker match ever at this point. hmm. And despite being a big Bret guy, as you well know, I'm on the side that says this match is actually pretty dull. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's too long and things run at, at such a slow pace. There's decent reactions, and you you kind of gauge it. It's interesting where the crowd reactions are coming in, but they're sparse,
3: and... They're booing both of them. Because you you were saying during the match, when we were watching it, you've got two faces here, essentially, and they're both getting booed. That can't be what you're after. Shouldn't they both
2: be getting cheered at certain points?
3: Or, yeah, one guy should be getting cheered
1: while the other gets booed, not
2: they're both getting booed. And, but they're, they're both doing heel things, aren't they? Like Taker's God, cho- Paul choking and with the chair, and Bret's removing the turnbuckle. It's an odd
1: thing. I, I just think at this point it's a big clash of styles. As Undertaker is used to working five to eight minute matches with the King Kong Bundy's and the Mables of the world, yeah, and definitely isn't used to working a twenty eight minute match in the style of a Bret Hart.
3: You know, the, the Diesel, particularly the most recent Diesel Bret Hart match, I really quite enjoyed. Yeah, the Survivor and Series. It, it was one. a good. It was a good example of how, you know, you've got a small guy working with a big guy telling a decent story, but this didn't work like that did. Maybe
2: there is no story here.
1: Yeah, there's there's no background for the match, and there's no real build other than yeah, Gorilla Monsoon announces that Undertaker will face the winner of the Bret Hart Bulldog match at In Your House Five, and they don't, like I say, they don't really interact on TV. No one takes the heel role on television prior to it, and then during the match, they're both doing quite heelish things. What I will say is, rest assured, like I say, these two go on to have way way better matches than this so you just kind of have to accept this for what it is in that it's undertaker's first kind of venture into the world of not working with mostly uncoordinated monsters and it kind of suffers because Mm. it's his initiation into right you're going to interact with the bret harts and the Shawn michaels and the diesels of the world that aren't your standard opponents
3: Yeah, Uh, I think one of the things for me that was quite interesting about this match is how it was actually perhaps one of the most prominent people in this match was actually Diesel. Yeah. As in he bookended the match. Mm. He was an interesting addition at the start and an interesting addition at the end and actually perhaps that's the biggest thing to come out of this match was Diesel. Does it make you quite excited to see an Undertaker-Diesel match? It does actually, because I I kind of think that that could be quite good after the disappointment of this match.
2: Uh, I I quite like Diesel giving the middle finger. do didn't expect that. As Paul Scrivens gives Adam Wikes the middle finger. Yeah, about two inches from her face. Piss off.
3: So what did you make to the show overall then? Up and down, a little inconsistent, but decent. Not stellar, but decent.
2: I I really quite enjoyed it. I think that the rumble as a pay-per-view always hinges on the rumble match itself. Yeah. And the rumble match itself was very good, and the matches that surrounding it didn't offend me too much.
1: Apart from Brett Undertaker, which you seem to be mildly offended She's by. It's just too
2: long with not enough going on in it.
3: I, th- I think that does take some of the shine off it. it. Obviously, it's been a little bit different, and I can't really give my real true overall opinion due to having watched it as in we watched it all bar the Royal Rumble, and now we've just watched the Royal Rumble. So not having seen the main event go on last yeah, it's different, but I think that would have soured me, having that main event and coming after a decent Royal Rumble.
2: Didn't it feel nicer, you know, the, the finish with, Sean winning the Rumble and the the bit a bit with Kevin Nash felt like a much better ending to the pay per view than the actual ending. Yes. So I, I just can't I can't see too much the logic of having the Undertaker Brett match after the
3: Rumble match. Bar oh, like Paul suggested for the purpose of the angle with Nash and
2: Yeah, the but Undertaker. It, but, but even so I don't think I, it's I... worth it.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's too big a sacrifice to make personally.
1: Yeah, I, I have quite fond memories of this show. Like I say, I bought the videotape and I think I watched it quite a lot. And maybe I didn't make it as far as the end of the main event, but I think it's a pretty decent show. It's it's better than the '95 edition of it, I would say. Oh, I and the rumble match is certainly yeah. massively, massively better. Okay, it's not chocker block with big names, but it's got a lot more going for it than the '95 edition of the match, which you know had the bushwhackers in it.
3: Yeah. The undercard I thought was decent. I-, I liked aspects of it. I really liked the tag match. The-, the-, the first, the kind of free-for-all match was unoffensive.
1: Does it give you hope for
2: 1996,
3: this show? It's a nice start to it, I think. It- it's decent. I, personally, I wouldn't say that this show overall is as good as In House Five or Survivor Series. I wouldn't put it above either of those. But it continues the renaissance that began with yes. those shows. Oh, Yes.
1: Match of the night and MVP then?
2: I'll give the match of the night to the Rumble match just because I thought it was the best match and I've got a soft spot for Rumble matches actually but I thought this was a particularly good one. My MVP I'll give to Vader for a real sterling performance in there. Good promo, good performance in the Rumble. Looks like a badass, can't dress properly but never mind.
3: Yeah it's got to go to the Rumble although special mention to the tag match I've, I've really enjoyed that. MVP it's very difficult. I'd say that I'd probably have to give it to Sean. I thought he'd did do a really good performance in the Rumble perhaps a touch over dramatic with some of his selling at times but there was some real good stuff in there again special mention to Vader special mention to Sonny and, and her managerial skills early on I, I, I thought they were good
1: match of the night definitely the Royal Rumble I like I say, actually quite like
3: this one, and it's
1: way better than the 1995 match. Plus, Vader just makes that sort of middle section of it. And there's enough returning names as well, like Jake Roberts is a nice surprise to see, and he doesn't look in absolutely terrible condition, and it gets a big pop when he comes out with the snake and that. So, MVP, Vader, shitty elimination aside, but he looked badass the time he was in there. He's an exciting character, I think. And he's a massive shot in the arm for a promotion that's lacking in top level heels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we sort of had the forced heel turn of the Bulldog late last year to compensate for it, and other than that, we've kind of had a lot of these face face title matches because there's simply no one on that heel side of the roster that is a credible threat to a champion. Vader is a credible threat to a babyface champion. Oh yeah. yes,
2: and now you've got a 400 pound man that can do a moonsault, which is awesome.
1: Mullet of the night, Adam.
2: Well, there were quite a few that emerged in the rumble match. Prior to that, Bart Gunn was the only one that was really coming up with any hair muscle behind him. I'm going to give it to Isaac Yankum for the surprise mullet. Right. Because I'd forgotten that he had a bullet and it was actually quite nice. Everyone else that's been in the Rumble that was like, hey, you know what, they've got a nice mullet.
1: Henry Godwin, Bob Holley. Yeah,
2: they've already had good mentions. I think they've already had top trump cards produced. So I'm going to give it to Kane for his interesting surprise mullet. I'd also like to make a special mention to Marlena or Terry for an incredible outfit and display of side boobage during the Dust match.
3: You appall
1: me.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> and on that bombshell... <laughs> You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.comslash New Generation Project Podcast. We are also on Twitter at the Earth Shadowly Complicated. New Gen Podcast. You can, as ever, rate, review, and subscribe for all of our episodes as soon as they are available in iTunes. If iTunes isn't your thing, you can check out new episodes on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com/slash new gen podcast on Stitcher Radio or on PiledriverWrestling.net. If you've only just found us and want to catch up, our back catalogue is currently going up one by one by one on Botchermania.com. Dot com. You like that, Ryan, don't you? I do. Calling Spots, issue 12, is now available for just one ninety nine at Callingspots.com. Tell them, Paul. Buy it. Yeah. <laughs> one ninety nine. you can read about WWF 1995, which we have finally, finally, finally left mm. behind our interview with Brett, the Hitman Hart, and there's a ton of other good stuff in there, isn't there?
3: It's, it's brilliant. Like, you, you sh- there's no way that you shouldn't get it for the price. Fantastic. It'd be worth a lot more, actually.
1: Episode twenty nine will be in your house six. Ooh. My name is Stuart
3: Brooks. I shall see you soon. I'm Adam White. Goodbye. And I'm the action, Paul Scrivens. At yes, Paul Scribbins. at Russell Maths. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compendium of all your gimmicks. <laughs> I needed to pluck myself a little bit more.
2: system that can handle most inquiries if after using this system your question is not answered please
4: stay on the line and a representative will be with you
5: shortly facial appliance facial appliance facial plant facial appliance facial appliance facial appliance facial appliance facial plant facial appliance facial appliance facial appliance facial appliance facial plant facial appliance facial appliance facial appliance facial appliance facial plan facial appliance Facial appliance facial appliance, facial appliance, facial plant, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial plant, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial plant, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance facial appliance, facial appliance, facial appliance.